Welcome to On The Mic With Mike. We don't always have these conversations with our loved ones, but we need to. The podcast that addresses controversial issues that affect us in the criminal justice system. Do you understand what we had to get to to carry a gun and defend ourselves? And even cultural challenges we face every day. People just love to make it about race. That's not the case. What causes you to be in a relationship that may lead to a potential domestic issue down the line? Resolve your unconscious bias and grow from an independent perspective based on facts and data. Why not use statistics in your analysis? And now your host. Do I seem like I'm on something or am I just losing it? Instructor Mike. Look, I shit, I don't know. That was weird. That was weird. What did they send you to say that why they kicked you? No, nah, they just they didn't they didn't say usually the usually they label it. They didn't label it this time. They just bad bad boy bad boy. That was it. I'm just like, all right. Well, and there's people who got shooting videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and it's I, like, yeah, they they know who they messing with. Man, yeah, people get shot on videos. They kicked they busted that window out of that car and yeah, and they they kicked out of the car and lit up. Yeah, you got a video right star. now where a dude snatches a wig off his girl, and his girl calls him all types of bees and smacks him in the face. Yeah, that was domestic. <laughs> like, look, I don't know what I did this time, but it was it was crazy. So I don't know, I don't know, but it's whatever. That's all I can do is just you know, it's crazy. But um, anyway, we're on YouTube, so. That's that. Uh, and this is a 30-day. I got 28 days before I'm on parole. So, you know, yeah. <laughs> I just I just can't with Facebook. I really can't. Yeah, start packing squares now, bro. It's awesome. Man. Man, you put on your books. Get these new ports going. Yeah. <laughs> get some money on the books. Right, yeah. We got to put some money in your commissary. Bro. Hey, Christine. <laughs> hi. Get you, hey man, uh, I need some hygiene of that, first. That, that. Get your hygiene first. I need some of that. I need some of that homemade hooch. And then little Debbie's. Hey, while you talking, I know how that shit's made too. I used to be a CEO. So. Oh, I know how it's made. So, so how many? You don't need chocolate milks? How many bars? Right out. Uh, <laughs> 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 all right, all right, y'all. You said once you're on their radar, if you sneeze, you're banned. Yeah, Christy, that's. And that's a shame because I, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. But it's all good. No crying, no spilled milk. It's all good. Let's keep going. Um, so let's talk about it. We're talking about Theodore Edgecombe. Uh, and in this given situation, in this given case, um, we, we're we going to do research about it, which, you know, we kind of already know. But just to refresh everybody, Theodore uh, Edgecombe, this was out of Wisconsin. He just received a not a, a guilty. Oh, my God. I can't believe I said not guilty. Hey, she fires. How are you? You know, uh, he got a guilty verdict today uh, of a, a first degree reckless homicide uh, case out of Wisconsin, Milwaukee City and County, where he was said to it. I'm going to show you all the report. I think that would probably be the best way uh to show you all this long and short of it uh on tuesday september 22nd 2020 in milwaukee wisconsin he recklessly caused the death of jason clearman clearman 
um, under which the circumstances, I guess it was a class B felony uh, uh, sentence to a prison in term of 60 years. Long and short of it, um, he was on bail already uh, for a weapons charge. And um, he got into a road rage incident. He was on his bike and uh, the the victim in this matter, Jason Clearman and his wife, Elaine Clearman, I think that's her name. Uh, they were in the they were it went someplace, had fun, had something to eat, whatever the case may be drinking. And so uh, Elaine drove. Jason was the passenger. Somehow there was a road rage incident where the bike had impacted the car. The car impacted the bike, you know, and there was some words exchanged. Uh, the defendant in this matter, Jay, not Jason, but, uh, I almost called him Tyrone Theodore. Theodore. That was wrong. Theodore thought he heard Jason say something to the effect of, Hey, I'm talking to you inward. And so if in fact that was the case, which there is no evidence to suggest that this was done is basically in the court of law. He said, she said, um, Theodore punched Jason in the face and then rode off. Well, Jason, having been punched in the face, then tells his wife, go after that guy. I want to talk to him. And his wife drives in that direction in a rather hurriedly fashion. Uh, So we've talked about this previously before that you cannot be the aggressor. (laughs) Brian with a (laughs) what? Changed it up. Yeah. What's up, Brian? We're talking about Theodore Edgecombe, if you know the case we're talking. Okay, so let me roll it back. I, I got a new light. Does that work? Is that better? <laughs> it does. It does. No, it's my very man, soft. On your oh, skin. thank you. When I when I came, I got a face made for radio, bros. So, yeah. Uh, when I came in the studio, I could hear you like uh, uh, waxing intellectual and unfortunately my headphones were turned up real loud oh, that's shit. why I went like that <laughs> no so, one saw it because I didn't bring you in until after you did that I saw you backstage um, doing that no one it, saw it it was not me plugging my ears <laughs> in just like in displeasure I was just loud as hell so I'm like <laughs> yeah, you're fine Professor Cake says what the hell is going on with, with Wisconsin so many interesting cases coming out of that state lately Rittenhouse, Hedgecomb, Halderson, which who chopped up his mom and his dad, and then the dude who ran who ran over people at the Christmas parade. You know, Wisconsin is starting to be your Ohio because if you know about Supreme Court cases, you got uh, Map versus Ohio. Uh, what is it? Uh, oh my God, I forgot the other cases. What's the other case? Uh, Ohio versus Rayner. You've got uh, there's a few other Ohio cases. Ohio is like ground zero for constitutional violations at Matt. I think I said Matt versus Ohio already. Uh, I can't think of the other ones. I'm sure it'll come to me uh, later, but neither here nor there. Let's go on ahead and get with this uh, because this is going to be an interesting case. So Theodore uh, Edgecombe, he is involved in a road rage incident on September 20th, 2020, 2020, uh, where I think it was Jason Clearman and then his wife, Elaine, was in a Kia Soul. And Brian and not and not Brian, but Theodore was on a bike. Somehow we don't I don't know or it wasn't clear. I didn't pay attention to either the car impacted the bike or the bike impacted the car. Either way, it's a road rage. And then it was stated that uh, Jason, who's the passenger in the vehicle, allegedly said something to Theodore, who is a male black 
something to the essence of I'm talking to you inward. There's no proof to suggest this ever took place. It is clearly the defendant's statement that this took place. And he came back and said, well, what did you say to me? Uh, you heard me, you know, whatever the case may be. And then Jason, not Jason, but Theodore on the bike hit Jason in the face. And so then he rode off. Then after he rode off, uh, Jason, having suffered the blow to the face, then tells his wife driving, go after that guy. I want to talk to him. Now, this is the wife's words of what was what he allegedly said. We don't know if those were the exact choice words or not. So this is just how the testimony in the trial uh, came came to be. So we see the video pod camera showing the Kia Soul, you know, uh, speed around in a hurriedly fashion after uh, Theodore uh, broke contact and withdrew. Now, those of us, you know, we talk about this all the time about the aggressor statute. Every state has an aggressor statute that. If you are the aggressor, you cannot claim self-defense in using force unless you withdraw. And then there are circumstances that rise to the level of you being able to then claim self-defense because you broke contact. You, you know, stated, I'm sorry, my bad, my bad. And gave that person a chance to recognize that, call the police, do something else. And then after that, then they try to hurt you. Now you can reactivate your self-defense stance. And so long and short of it, Jason and his wife catches up with Theodore. Theodore hops the curb with his bike. Jason runs towards Theodore, something to that effect. And then a little very small words are exchanged. Uh, Theodore takes out his gun that he was not licensed to have. Okay. And then he shoots Jason somewhere above the eye and the eyebrow. Okay. Yes, go. Did Jason swing on him before he drew the gun? It was alleged that Jason lunged. Now, we don't know if it was a lunge to stop the shots, to protect himself. We don't know what it was because there is no video camera of what took place where it took place. Right. And dude obviously is clean because he didn't he has no marks on him coming from the individual who died. Yes. Yes. And so uh, the trial was interesting. I've been watching the shout out to Rakita Law on his channel. Uh, I was watching the trial and then Law and Crime has covered it. Court TV has covered it. It's a very interesting case, especially from a concealed carry perspective, because though Theodore Edgecombe was not licensed to carry a concealed firearm, the this is a perfect case to talk about the aggressor breaking contact you know, uh, walking up to, and I'm sure you guys are kind of in the background doing your research, maybe that's the case, you know, but walking up and then instituting the, or reinstituting the self-defense possibilities, like in, in, in my opinion, for whatever it's worth, neither side was right. I tell people this all the time. If a person called you the N-word or some other kind of racial epithet or said something that emotionally manipulated you to the point where you are ready to inflict violence upon someone, you you automatically lose. Yeah, I'll, I'll whoop your ass over spitting on me, but no, not using the N-word. Yeah, and it's just like... But that's an assault. 
Oh, that's yeah, last statue. Movie. That's not an assault. That's an asshole. <laughs> no, 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 no. Getting spit on is no, perfectly that's, okay. That's, that's not an assault. It's an asshole. Well, <laughs> and here's this. Right. Yeah. Now, Matt Matt Thacker said, "I doubt he used the N word." An immigrant attorney, a person of color, wife. He not hurling that word around. Well, hold on. I can see your perspective, Matt. And you all here, please comment, okay? Because I definitely want to engage you all. Uh, we want to engage you all as the uh, as the you know subscribers, watchers of this show. We definitely appreciate you. But here's this: we don't know what goes on in that household. Oh, stop that! Well, hold on now. Hold on. He had the power to be able to tell his wife go after him, and wifey said, "Cool." Like wife, you saw him get punched in the face. But shit, that's not better. My thing is, is this. Here we go. Hold on. Here we go. I get, I get what you're saying. But that's where the five of us and anybody else who comes on this panel comes in because one, they did not know he had a gun, but you know you don't have shit. True, but if your woman's a ride or die, you say, "Hey, go follow that motherfucker." Hey, and here's well, this: smarter you to go after somebody that punched you and took off too, and you ain't got them. Right, and you can't even fight. Yeah. <laughs> well, we don't know he can't fight. He got shot before him. Hey, that is true. Hey, hey, when he took off on a bike, he said that he chased him down. He got out the car. He jumped the curb. He chased him down. If you, if you chase him down, you better be tweaking. Ain't no conversation about it. If you're going to fight, you're going to fight. He was trying to understand why the hell do hit him in the face. He know why he got hit in the face. Well, we I'm not saying whether he said the word or not. He could have. He could not have. What I'm saying is this. I've said this countless of times that no one is ever convicted because of what they've done. They were convicted because of what can be proven and the circumstantial case that could be raised according to what the jury will buy. And so he was originally charged with first degree intentional homicide and he was convicted of the lesser included. So apparently they didn't feel that it was intentional for which I don't feel it was intentional, but it definitely was second degree or the lesser included. And that was the right charge. But I'm not exonerating entirely Mr. Clearman or his wife, because if she had to do it all over again, do you think she would have went that way? Yes, we just would have hit him with the car. We're supposed to be preventing shit, Marcus. Marquise, fuck. <laughs> so let me ask you this. That was, hold on. That was Marcus talking, not Marquise. So, so, so we, can't bump the, we can't bump the back tires? So, no. So let me, let me ask you this question. Would the dynamics have changed if he had hit, got hit with the car? If he didn't jump the curb, he got hit by the car, and then he turned and, sh and Oh, that's, when, that's on the wife, though. That's on the wife. Yo, you was the one driving. Brian. sell her up the river, bro. Brian will be back. <laughs> <laughs> I hope your wife is not watching this video. Okay, so here's the question. Here's the question I got. And this is the unfortunate part about America right now. What if the victim was black? What, what if seven... Flying pygmies jumped out of my ass. Who cares? Well, fair enough. I get it, Brian. I'm worried about the damn pygmies. That's I'm it. just saying, like, it, it don't matter. A person is a person is a person. You're right, well, bro. No. And the reason why I say it is because of where it's located. It's in Wisconsin. Yeah. Right. Up there behind the cheddar curtain, man. 
right. I have a theory on Wisconsin is becoming so violent. Go. I don't know. Have you ever had like an aged cheese? It's horrible. It's terrible. All them people been eating cheese. They're plugged up. They're angry. So Man, no, they, they, they they violent because of the Green, green Bay laws. Yeah, that. I, I'm, I'm about to say because technically they don't have no real imports because everything is stuck at the border. <laughs> Damn. Could be, man, but... And they all stopped up because of the cheese because they can't add no wine or nothing else to it to get the rest of that shit out. <laughs> Look, here's another thing, too, that I, I, I saw in watching the trial. There's two things of note, too. One... The defendant's attorney is B. Ivory. Uh, what the hell was his last name? I got it right here. Uh, shit. B. Ivory Lamar. That's what his name is. B. Ivory Lamar is not a criminal defense attorney. He's a oh. personal injury attorney. He's an ambulance chaser. And and I'm gonna show you because you know I gotta share it. Because it is like when you, you know, say these things, people will sit there and like, oh, my God, you're lying. You're saying this. You're saying that. So I want people to see it for themselves that here's the website right here. Can y'all see this? I'm sure y'all can. So here's the website right here. You know, B. Ivory Lamar. This was his attorney. You see him with Ben Crump, Jacob Blake, stuff like that. Whichever side you take, that's fine. That's not the issue. What the issue that I take issue is. If you go down to where it says uh, practice areas, you see where criminal defense is right here. So his main thing is car accidents, civil rights, criminal defense is third, right? No, it's an alphabetical order. That's not fair. Oh, well, you know what? You're absolutely right. Right. Dang, for, for this. So since you said that quick, I didn't even catch that. That's OK. <laughs> that's OK. That's OK. Let's Good be on you, man. That, that's what I'm saying. Let's be fair. So let's get. Oh, whoop. This ain't an order. This ain't an alphabetical order. Here we go. You see what it says? Car accident, medical malpractice, wrongful death, civil rights, oh, criminal defense. So if that's not number one on your landing. On. Hey, one step above storm damage. Yeah, right. So if that's not number one on your on your on your accolades. You probably, and this is not to say anything about B. Ivory Lamar, because I can actually say, having watched the trial, he raised a very interesting point, a very interesting point that was made because it was alleged that um, the, the, the little thing that Theodore, matter of fact, I got to get to it. What are, what, are your, what are your thoughts about the incident that from what I've surmised so far so I can get to this because I want to I want to play his comment that he said in his closing remarks and then that's going to bring a good question so we can comment on that what are your thoughts guys so my thing is this play the closing remark oh <laughs> I got to get to it that's what I'm trying to tell y'all yeah, play, play the remark I don't want to say a word until I hear the remark are you, you talking about what are our thoughts on the case well yeah yeah just the whole just the incident you know Anything from what you've heard, being the aggressor, road rage, because I got to get to that closing remark because it was Pride. interesting. <laughs> yes. Pride and ego. Like, yep. if I said, baby, go get them, and she was, she didn't go, pump the brakes, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, we don't know. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like all the other argument at home. Yeah, all the yeah, we can have an argument that she can sleep on the couch, but whatever. <laughs> she can sleep on the couch. <laughs> I'll I tell you what, my gal, I had a deal one day where you know, I won't say it was road rage, but I'd had about full and I was like, You pull up to this sign or you pull up to this intersection and that dude comes back to the window, he's leaving with an ass whooping. You know what she didn't do? Drive back through that intersection. He's like, oh, we're going to go around this way. And I went, fair enough, right? Yeah. Because uh, my lack of judgment was uh, overridden by her discernment of how bad the situation could have gotten. And I'm a pretty reasonable dude, right? Like, I don't go just looking for a fight or anything. But this particular incident that had happened before, I was like, oh, this motherfucker, he's getting it. And uh, my gal had the foresight to go, yeah, I'm not going to put you back in that. So uh, they should have charged her, too, if you ask me. Did you put her on the couch after that, though? What's that? Did you put her oh, on the no. couch? Oh, we, no. We had a civil discussion afterwards, and I said, thank you for not letting me go people, to jail and potentially flush a 20-year career. Thanks yeah. for that one. Because I'm about to say, I, I know in my household, ain't no way in hell my wife is sleeping on the couch. I know that I'm going to go ahead and grab that pillow and blanket before she does. Yeah, I mean, I was totally tongue-in-cheek there for a minute. Nah, I don't bro, know. I don't know. Sometimes <laughs> some people have different relationships, man. No, I got a spare bedroom, man. It's cool. <laughs> be like, yeah, I'll take the small bed. It's cool. Oh, hell. Uh, if I put myself on a full size, I'm being more angry at that. I'm, I'm probably being that single like Barry White after a while. Apologizing. <laughs> hey, man, it's the only time we can actually get the covers to ourselves. Hey, bro, fuck that. Sorry, full-size bed and me? Uh-uh. Yeah. Nah, that's my spare bedroom's got a full-size in it, and I bought a comfortable mattress just in case there was an argument. Smart oh, man. Smart man. <laughs> smart man. It's, Very smart man. That's called yeah. pre-planning, bro. Hey, well, that, time. Yeah. I just can't get into no arguments right now. That's called I'm a two-time time. veteran of marriage. Man, likewise. <laughs> Congrats. Yeah. I, I, I can't get into no arguments. Wait, wait, wait. Right no, now. no. One-time veteran. This is my second marriage. Yeah, uh, I, I botched <laughs> that one up, too. Yeah. Like, yeah, I tell people, time. I'm not anti-marriage. I loved it so much, I did it twice, right? But my gal now, I mean, we've been together six years and change. But yeah. but a deal like that, you know, I mean, she's mature and smart enough to know, like, if she sees me ticking about something, mm-hmm. right? she's going to take me somewhere else and we're going to have a chat. And that's the whole thing. Like, for example, with these situations where this man's wife was like, okay, I'll go follow him. Nah. Right. My wife and I have the understanding that she's my Betty. She lets me know when it's okay for me to turn green and fuck shit up. <laughs> she, she, she holds the key to that. She knows what's going on. Because mm-hmm. I've literally had incidents on airplanes. And we all know how, bruh, I have this thing. I can literally plan out how I'm going to whoop your ass. Oh, shit. In that situation. Like, I want you to think about Sherlock Holmes, the movie. That's what I do in my situations. I have planned out how I'm going to fuck you up. So, long story short on this, Southwest Airlines, we're coming home from Las Vegas, and you know how you're not supposed to hold a seat for anybody? Right. This asshole held two seats for his buddies who was in group D. And this couple was trying to sit next to each other. And he's like, I'm holding these seats. 
right after they just announced you can't hold seats. So now, use your common sense. Just because you have a lawyer on one matter does not impute an obligation for them to accept you on another matter. Anybody getting a, like a repetitive echo? He yeah, called lawyers. A little bit. They told him 50. Yeah, Mike, mute your microphone. Mute my microphone. I don't think I would be able to mute it because if I mute it, no one gets to hear. Oh, that's right. Let's try it. Here we go. Y'all can't hear, can you? Y'all see how that works? <laughs> if I mute it, the whole thing gets shut down. You oh, said turn, turn my mic down on StreamYard. How about, let me turn we, it. Let me see if I can turn it down get on you YouTube. A mixer, man. Oh yeah. Let me turn it down on. Let me turn it down on YouTube. Then wait. I can't. No, turn. no, no, no. Okay, so physically mute your mic on your computer. I did because it doesn't affect the speaker. There you go. Is that better? Just, just play the play the clip. Okay. Speak to one hundred and forty thousand dollars. That was the testimony in this case. Perfect. So just having a lawyer available doesn't mean you have the resources to get one. He was scared. He talked about that fear. So the consciousness of guilt stuff—that's a distraction. That's simply a distraction. If, if he's not charged with, you know, just running. He's, he's charged in this case with murder. If you want to charge him with battery, go ahead. You want to charge him with obstruction or whatever you feel like the appropriate charge is for not being available or turning yourself in for six months, do so. It's not murder. You got video evidence to make that decision on. Thank God for video. Where would, what? Look where Mr. Edge come in is when there is video. He Now that's the point that I wanted that's the point right there that I wanted to look at. I'm gonna rewind that part again. Please don't. Well, it, it, but you know what? Like Alabama or something like that. No, the kids this is Wisconsin. Wisconsin. But this is something that's important to talk about. And then I'll make I'll play that one part and then make the argument and then we can discuss because there is something worthy of discussion, especially for concealed carriers. I'm gonna play that one part. Here it's we go. It's reasonable. It's still the it's still the perception that Mr. Edge come had. Oh shit. Now I'm gonna wrap this up. Oh, he looked like he was reaching for something. That should be enough. You see it with officers all the time. Where would, look where Mr. Edge come is when there is video. He's still sitting here. That's why he's so nervous on this stand. He thought that the video itself should be enough. You see it with officers all the time. I thought I, I thought it was a gun. It, was, it turned out to be a cell phone. But there, we understand, it was reasonable fear. Oh, he looked like he was reaching for something. It's the same look. Now, set aside the the opinions you may have of him and his arguments and let's look at that one argument reasonable belief and cameras because that's the one part that i pulled 
I watched the whole trial. And we could talk about this case, which is definitely going to be something to talk about. But I had to extract that part of reasonable belief and reasonable fear, reasonable suspicion. And he does make an interesting point, if not about this case, for the believability factor of a jury. You think about it. Police officers are granted. There is a difference. Police officers are called to incidents and they on view things, see things, respond, are compelled to act by law. Get that context. Huh? Well, that's not necessarily true because cops do swing first. Yes. In fact, matter of fact, cops do swing first. In fact, that's not the cases we talking about. Well, I ain't. But see, here's this. I'm, see, here's this. If I you, can tell you, I swung first a lot. Boy, I, hell yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I have definitely done it too. So I'm, I'm yeah, Jacob. Yeah, on. Let's go. Like talking's done. Yeah, Bye. especially if I see you taking that footstep back, dropping that at hand. I, I see up your, pulling your pants up. I see you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. But here we go. That's for the police. But if you look at for civilians, right, we'll go to Illinois. And I wish I had the statute for Oklahoma, Brian. Maybe you could help us out with that. But in Illinois, 720 ILCS 5, Section 7-1. In one's personal defense, you're authorized to use force when and to the extent that you re that you reasonably believe that your conduct is necessary to defend yourself against such others' imminent use of unlawful force. Imminent being an adjective, meaning that it's about to happen. So you're authorized to defend by offensively striking when you have reason to believe that something is about to happen. And he has an interesting point. He has an interesting point that Police officers are allowed to make that statement all the time and make mistakes that I thought he had a gun. I thought he had this. I thought he had that. He was acting in such a manner that was suggestive that he was going to pull a firearm. And some will say, don't speculate. Is a firearm at play? No, a firearm is not at play because no firearm was recovered from the scene. But he was acting in a manner that was consistent that he was about to pull it. And I have no proof to be able to show that this actually occurred. So how do you defend against that in court? Yeah, but I mean, obviously the guy was shot, so there was a firearm. Present. No, we're not talking about this case. I'm just extracting from that case this argument because unlike the police who have body-worn cameras now, right? It's it's hard to extract us that little piece, though, because there's so much context that goes into everything else. Okay. You know what I mean? So, like, so like Theodore, you know what I mean? Theodore lawfully should not have had a gun on him. True. So that argument is actually invalid because you used a tool you weren't even lawfully allowed to have in your possession. Let's move the goalpost. He ran to that area, and it was a gun on the ground. <laughs> Play a devil's okay, now, okay, now oh, there's a weapon opportunity, but that's context. 
You see what I'm saying? That's contact. The right. weapon of opportunity, picking something off the ground, it could be a baseball right. bat. Okay, yeah, you picked up a baseball bat. It was a weapon of opportunity to defend yourself. Right. But, but then it wasn't also, physically in your possession. Okay. That's something that could be lawfully owned or just could be anywhere. So let's move another part of this goalpost. He's a validly like valid isn't a damn word. He's a he's a licensed <laughs> concealed carrier with a permit okay. lawfully authorized to carry that gun. So he's authorized to have it. So but then you're still in agreement. He, so he was the original. You agreement. saw the video, didn't you, Marquis? Okay. I saw the video. I didn't. Okay. But he left. So he removed himself from the area. Obviously, a guy in cars, pride is hurt. You know what I mean? His, his balls have shriveled up inside of his stomach because he got popped in the mouth for, you know what I mean? Mouth and off or whatever the case may be. Acting tough in front of the wife. So now his pride's hurt. So now he's going to go chase him down. Well, I mean, again, you're still in that gray area. There's no definitive line that you could sit there and play. Because, yes, one side's still going to play that Theodore started it. The other side is going to play that it was self-defense, you know what I mean, that Theodore, you know what I mean, ran away. I got you, Marquis. And came back and, and, and then got reengaged. And so everyone's always going to try and use the gun. You know what I mean? The gun, he should have, he should have, didn't have no reason to shoot him. Didn't have no reason to shoot him. The guy didn't have a weapon. And again, everyone's skills are different. Obviously, Theodore didn't have the skills other than the tool that was inside of his belt, whether it was lawfully owned or not. That's the tool he had, and he decided to deploy said tool. Okay. He punched him first, so he had them tools. Marquise, what did you see? What did you, what are you, what's your thoughts? That don't mean he's he got door. tools. Anyone can get sucker punched. What was the what was the, the the gentleman who was shot? Name is what? J uh, Jason. Wait, James. Jason approached him like this. Okay. So there is Again, no, no context. I thought he had mean? a weapon. There is no. I thought I had a weapon. If I'm showing you my hands. What video do you? Up. What video do you see? Is it on YouTube? Yeah. Well, this is. I went. It just did a um, search on Google, and this is from CBS 58. Let me look that up, because if I could pull that, we could, we could look at that. And they even slow it down. When he runs up to Theodore, he runs up like this, like, wait, 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 with his hands up. Now, this will be the real hands up, don't shoot, not the one that was portrayed years ago. Yeah, fair just enough. <laughs> but at the same time, at the same time, there's still there's still context to that. You can't go to the state of mind of Theodore. Okay, he might have been his head after he punched dude and took off, and then now he's being chased. Now the fight or flight kicks in, which again, if you ain't ever been in no shit, if you ain't ever really been punched, and now you're getting chased, right, right. But you're proving Guess the other what? point. Your butt's gonna right, but you're proving the other point. What's one of the things that does not allow you to use deadly force? Provocation as an excuse to use deadly force. Yes, but he left the scene. What's the, what's the name of your video that you were watching? I'm seeing a couple. Let me oh, see if I can just um, share it. I see you just send him the link. Yeah. So the thing of it is, though, is the second he left, he left, he, he, the situation was de-escalated. It didn't you know, mean just continue. He punched him in the face and rode off on his bike. I'm That's still provocation. It's not an act. It's not an active threat. 
You punch me in the face. Guess what? A robber breaks in your door. A robber kicks in your door and then turns around and runs away. He's still provoked you. You still get to shoot him? See, that's not provocation. He hit a door. He didn't hit me. Okay, what if you stand behind him? Okay, he kicked the door. Don't shoot you in the face, right? Listen, listen. Someone kicks open a door violently. You have no idea what their intentions are. They see you and they turn around and run. I can't shoot him. That's the second reason. Fleeing. Well, that's what he was doing. He was fleeing. He didn't, but he punched me in the face. It don't matter. There's your pride talking. That's your pride that's, talking. And, and that's what happened to do. No, it's my pride, pride will run his ass over with my car. <laughs> <laughs> that's where Betty still comes into play. Due to the graphic still nature. Your honey, you cannot run people over with your Yukon. It's not allowed. It's still your pride. Whichever <laughs> way you look Yukon at it, you to use to go after him with whether you want to chase him down and hit him with your car you want to chase him down and have a conversation the conversation this incident was dead he punched you in the face he took off now again whether you agree with it or not you know what i mean is, is irrelevant pride comes into play if you're chasing him down now upon chasing him down he realizes theodore now realizes yeah. i'm being chased down we gotta play this video the shit that i did Oh shit, we gotta play this video. We, yo. And it all depends on Wisconsin law. Maybe Wisconsin law doesn't say you can punch someone in the face to run away. Maybe well, Wisconsin law well, is different. You gotta think about it. we just went to Wisconsin law with Cal Rittenhouse. I'm hey. not, not the same thing. Happens right. in jail, happens in prison all the time. Let's punch let's, you in the face and then you're oh, done. Fuck, are you serious? All right, not that video. Keep talking, y'all. Gotta switch the screens. It happens. That's where it was back in now. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey. Are you guys saying that? I'm sorry, I jumped in late. But are you guys saying that the initial aggressor attacked a civilian, attacked somebody, and then they broke contact? They broke contact. They did. Then, then the victim of that attack continued. Then, if that's the case, then the original, what would have been the victim, now becomes the aggressor, and then he's no longer covered. Under the indemnity, under the use of force laws. They didn't see that. Here's the video well, right Yes here. and no, because uh, yes and no on that one, Jacob. The only reason why is because he wasn't a lawful carrier of a firearm. Yeah, so, but you know, No, but you're, no, that's not true yourself. because the, 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 you don't. The, the possession of the firearm and the homicide are, they appear to be disconnected like okay so let's give let's give a hypothetical and i know you like to say that you know there are no uh, con uh there are no absolutes to contextually contextually based contextually based questions ba or ideas. but one of the things that the united states supreme court loves to do in it's uh and when, when people make oral arguments to the court is they love introducing hypotheticals so let's throw a hypothetical uh out there Let's just say there's a person who's convicted of a felony who has a fire, who, who is involved in a situation. He didn't start it, but shots are fired and then happens upon a firearm that is on the ground and shots are still being fired. He sees someone comes towards him, picks up the firearm. The guy looks as though he's trying to kill him, right? Because of the excited nature of what's going on. He picks up that firearm, shoots him in what he believes to be self-defense. 
Now, again, there's context to that. You, you're picking up a weapon of opportunity over carrying a firearm on your person. You're going to have to prove the reasonable. You're not supposed to be. Okay. You're going to have to meet the reasonable person standard. Would a reasonable person believe, given the same circumstances, given the information that you knew at that time, would they agree with you that you had no other choice? You had to defend yourself. You were in fear. You were in reasonable fear of death or great bodily harm. Correct, That's a reasonable person standard. And Darcy Dormalife is, Dorn's life is, I'm sorry, I hope I'm saying that right. D uh, Darcy Dornsife is saying the same the thing. Same thing. Oh, I'm hearing, oh the echo. I'm hearing the echo. Brian, you pop Brian, out. You I'm, pop hearing out. I'm hearing the echo in yours. I'm hearing me. I'm hearing me. Um, hey, give me, give me a second, guys. I got to duck out of here again. Okay. Try to sort this okay. Okay. Thing. You're good. All right. Yeah. Okay. I was doing a remix. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Here we go. So, yes, you don't lose the self-defense part. You'll be guilty on the weapons charge. But what I'm saying is this. You're right, uh, Darcy. What I'm saying is this is, though, the reasonable belief is depending upon society, the jury, the triers of fact. Mm -hmm. And according to what John said, trying to point to John the other way here, right? <laughs> John is saying that. No, it's the different context. It's a weapon of opportunity versus you carrying one. And what I'm saying is, I don't know if that rates because the weapons charge, sure, you're not supposed to possess the weapon, but weapons possession or not, would you have been justified whether you had that weapon or not in 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 committing the justifiable homicide? Go ahead, Marquis. Hey, Was there no reasonable means of escape? Well, hold on. Remember, you don't have to escape. Remember, ah, remember we talked about that. No of escape. But we talked about that last week. That you. I know what we talked about. I'm asking <laughs> again. Was there a reasonable means of escape? Where is that a consideration? He tried already. He took off running on a bike and jumped the curb to get away. Not that. The situation with the gun on the ground and he picked it up and was uh, like, I'm going to go bye-bye, motherfucker. That one. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, is that you're saying, okay, what is the basis for or what is the purpose of you including the reasonable means of escape when it's not? Because was this imminent danger or not that I had to pick up this gun? But but OK, imminent danger and reasonable means to escape doesn't necessarily. It's like we're trying to add in an element that is is something that civilians say that should take place, but the law doesn't state that. Hammond versus people, Illinois does not have a stand your ground statute, but the state Supreme Court has held that there is no duty to retreat before using force in public, and Illinois law authorizes that use of daily force to prevent the commission which, of a forcible felony. Which we all understand. Right. But we teach our students if there is a means of escape, Go that route first if there's no imminent danger. But what's the purpose for us teaching them that, though? Because I would say... Keep out of jail and out of court. Well, okay. That is the purpose. So, Because 100% of the wars you win... 100% of the... Right. 100% of the wars you win are the ones you're not involved in. You can't be put in the picture if you're not inside of the frame. Does that make sense? Yep. Someone just yep. flushing bloody toilet while we were on the phone. That could have been, That could have been key. It's not a legal mandate to retreat. No. Right. If you no, can, no, I've been sitting right here this entire can, time. I was checking on, oh. checking my sports bets. Okay. It's okay. always more advantageous.
it's always more advantageous to retreat if you can. When cool. time and circumstances allow, if you can back up, get out of the situation, then that's great. But there's no legal duty to retreat. Right, which I didn't say there was a legal duty, but right. I'm always looking at this. A lot of us teach the four things necessary to use deadly force. Imminent danger, no reasonable means of escape, innocent party, the force necessary to stop the threat doesn't go above and beyond. We always talk about those four elements. So in my mind, I'm always thinking about that element of if all there is no all four elements got to be true. But in that same token, if there is a means of escape where I can avoid the situation altogether, I'm going to take that means of escape to avoid the situation. You're good, Brian. <clears throat> but here's the thing. I didn't mean to cut you off. If you're not done, go ahead and finish up. Are you good? Okay, just making sure. Here's the thing. That's what we expect out of our students who have gone through classes. 16 hours. More than likely, in a perfect world, more than likely, Mr. Theo did not go through a class. He did. Okay. He did. Did he go through a class? Yes, he did go through a class. I didn't hear that news. And yes, we, I, he what said, class? don't forget that Theodore testified on the stand that the gun went off on accident. He loses self-defense at that point. Yes, I do agree. I do agree with you on that MPIT9. Yes. Okay. But, so, but then that could still go into effect of the whole fight or flight. Because again, what happens in a self-defense incident? The first thing that happens is that chemical cocktail dump. Someone is chasing you. I have no idea where that whistle just came from. Okay, cool. We all heard it. We're not all that crazy. Dude. Yes. No, I just, <laughs> no, we're not crazy. But the first thing that happens is that chemical cocktail dump. Okay, yeah, I punched a dude in the face. I'm taking off running. Now I'm being chased by a car. Okay, guess what? That's going to make my heart rate go up exponentially. And so here, what's going to happen after that chemical cocktail dump happens? Let's look I at this video. Performance degradation. You get the performance degradation, though. So Let there's... Absolutely could have went off on accident. This is this is Theodore right here. That's him turning the corner. Still in the street. And this is their car. Mm -hmm. So he already knew that they were ah, coming. So he was already shooting his pants. Let it play out. So who shoots who? Because I missed it. He's still biking away. And look at his hands. I can't see that far. Hey, you got Whoa. Hold on, y'all. Hold on. Hold on. I can't see it. Oh, shit. We're going to rewind it from the Did beginning. You? Let's watch. So, dude, on bike punched the man in the face and then rode away? Yes. Mm -hmm. He was riding okay. dirty. So, who's got the gun? <laughs> Theodore's the guy shot. on the bike with the gun. Theodore is on a bike. Punch somebody, rode away, he's got a gun. That's him right there. Okay, that's Theodore. All right. Hands extended. Oh, wow. Hands are extended. Hands are extended, yeah. Like and I how said, long is this? Is, this is how long? Nope. You're in. You guys heard about the 21 foot rule. It's not a rule. The reactionary gap, he's, he's right there. He's within almost arm's distance away, right? Yeah. He's, he's gonna, up against he's the wall. He's got his hands up. I'm talking about dude to get out of the car and charge the dude. Well, yeah, but Theodore, the Theodore's up against the wall. But look at how much time he had to even react. Theodore's up against the wall, so he don't have any way to back up anyway. 
Well, oh, hold on. Uh, there is a alley right there. He's in his bubble. He's in his. Uh, but he's not in an alley. He's up against the wall. He's is in he? his rack. Who's up against the wall? That's a wall. From the picture that I see, because everything I see is blurry as fuck. Well, yeah, you, me too. You just need glasses. Is, that's all. Is that a wall or a gate? Oh no, that's that's the video. Look like he didn't have much time to do much, too much of anything. We don't. Okay. The video being what it is, we really don't know what his other hand was doing. And though it does appear that hands were up, that a hand was up or something was up, we don't know what that other hand was doing. Hey, bike, let's, hey, hey, hey let's, let's just cut the bullshit. If I'm on a bike and I just turned the corner, I had them much distance. When that guy got out of the car, she continued to follow him with the car. I'm going to be scared shitless. I'm just be honest yep. with you. Yep, yep. That's yeah. just what it is. I'm going to yeah. be scared exactly. shitless. There's but my you can't be scared shitless after an incident you caused. But, but hold on. But, we but he would get was, it. But, but, but the but, 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 but was we don't know what We don't know what was said between him and uh, Theodore and, <laughs> uh, and, 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 and the passenger that caused him to hit him. What? He, you just said that out loud. You don't know what I, was said that allowed me to hit I somebody. Said, I said we don't know what was said. That allowed someone to, to be hit. I just, I'm saying that that, that, he, that made him hit him. We don't know. It. I want you to say that one more time slowly, KD. You I'm don't know what time. was said that <laughs> made that dude hit the other dude. Marquis, people have got hit for lesser charges, for lesser things. Okay? What I'm saying is, regardless to what happened prior to them taking off on a bike. All right. Let me read to y'all some... There, there was an issue between those two. Just given, we don't know if the car got too close. Have you ever bicycle? Uh, have you ever uh, rode a bike in Chicago, Marquis? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you know that you got a bunch of butthole ass drivers out there that ride up on a bike and damn to kill you. I ride a motorcycle in Chicago. Same thing. Yes, I will say at times I have seen some people get their mirrors broken off. I've seen some people get hit in the mouth. Because you have hit, uh, came as close as to sneezing on a bike too close. So, regardless of what happened before, if I take off and I have that much lead away from the car, and someone jumps out of the car and I jump over the curb and the car keeps on going, I'm going to be afraid. Of, uh, I'm going to be afraid, of, afraid also. Right, right. Because I don't know if he got a gun in his car. I, don't, I right. know what I may have. That's true. I don't know what he got. It goes both ways. Right. And, yeah. I'm, and, and, I'm, and, and I'll jump in. Face, so, I need to be ready. And I'll jump in. And I'll jump in with this real quick. Obviously, everyone's saying, okay, it was a staircase. Okay? So it wasn't a wall. It was a staircase. So a staircase of what? Is that his house? Does he know where that staircase goes to? Someone said, he sh why didn't they throw a bike at him? Here's a reality check for everyone. Okay? And this is all listeners. You guys can like it, not like it. I, at this point, I don't care. I'm going to say my piece on this one. Until you've been in a self-defense incident where your life is threatened, you have no idea what the hell you're going to do. I watched the boldest of squawk-swole diesel mofos, all right, be in the military, and a bullet whizzes past their head, and they're sucking their thumb in the corner. And then the littlest of nerds will jump on a grenade to save her brother or her sister. You have no idea what your fight-or-flight response will be, how you will react, your thought processes that go through your head, the emotions that roll through your body. So to sit there and say, why didn't he do this? We can all pick apart everything about what he didn't do, what he shouldn't have done. At but the end of the day, 
the law is the law. Okay. But that's not no. That's not. I can't. I I respect yeah. your opinion, but I'm gonna have we to. We can agree to agree. We, I mean, we can well, agree but see, and that's the, the purpose. Is, and but, I feel you on the self defense portion. I feel you on self defense, not self inflicted self defense. Yeah, there's a huge damn and I'm difference. not condoning what he did. I'm not condoning what he did because, like, somebody said, KD's looking for an excuse. No, I'm not defending him. Okay, there were certain topics that were brought up before other people got here that led us to this point in the conversation. Okay, so if you're gonna chime in in the middle of a live and not obviously heard the whole conversation, then what basis do you have to sit there and say KD is looking for an excuse? Not an excuse. I'm just saying, if from for what we can see here, I would feel that same way. Now, what he did is wrong. He should have never hit the guy. Worse, well, absolutely. But hold on. And we could we could go back and be and, and this is where he said both sides are wrong. Right. We could be in hindsight, be smarter than Einstein. Yeah, he shouldn't hit the guy. Okay. Yeah, so should have had arguments. But what it is for what we see here, according to the law, what you read, to me it looks like he withdrew himself from. The initial contact with the amount of space and the distance between them, and now the driver, well, the passenger and the driver, that vehicle becomes the aggressor. And then the thing was, here's another thing, too. He did not take himself over there. His wife drove him over there. And so this is this is my whole point behind saying this. Right. We don't know what was said between them in the beginning that caused him to react the way he did. And I fear that we are in a culture where we are trying to take away the power of words. And I got to look at Texas versus Johnson, which is a 1989 Supreme Court case where the United States Supreme Court redefined the scope of fighting words doctrine to mean words that are a, quote, direct personal insult or an invitation to exchange fisticuffs. Whether you agree of the visceral nature of that N-word, now I don't consider it to be visceral because it doesn't affect me. But that may not be the case for other people. And if it is in fact the case that those words were said, remember, no one is really ever convicted on what in fact actually happened. It is what that could be proven. It cannot be proven that he said those words that invoked Theodore to hit him in the face or strike the car. But what can be proven is if, in fact, he did this, which it could have been the case, he broke contact. So at first he was the aggressor. Then he broke contact, at which point in time we are seeing what we are seeing here, where he then is continuously going. She pulls up in an aggressive manner, running him off the road. And then he gets out of the car, disembarks, where he could have had a gun. Turns out he didn't. She then goes ahead, too, and runs. That's a light jog. 
and he doesn't give it any chance or anything like that. He doesn't take any chance. He shoots. Now, yes, I'm going to go to hold on, Blaine uh, and all of you all. The guy's testimony was just astronomical. It was <sighs> stupid. The guy should have never taken the stand. But I'm just going off of the video right here. I'm not talking about the stupidity of his testimony because you can have a person that knows how to do something but not know how to teach it. Know about something that occurred but not know how to explain it. <clears throat> and you said, whatever, what the F, he shoots them in the face. He said he could not let them get away. Who are we talking about, Jane? When you're saying he, put, put some titles behind it. I'm not defending. one he that's alive. Yeah, I'm not defending Theodore or the guy who was shot. They both were wrong. But I'm just talking about this incident. Absolutely. Right, they both were wrong. I'm not saying one is more wrong than the other. They both were wrong. You guys are concentrating on... One of them just made a fatal mistake. You said what? I said they were both wrong. One of them just made a fatal mistake. For sure. For sure. But we are not on the ground, boots on the ground, to know what in fact occurred. And the attorney, B. Ivory Lamar, does make an interesting point. He does. He does. Unfortunately, every successful attorney that I've ever met, they all have one specialty. I have a friend that's a, a dear friend that's a, a phenomenal trial attorney. He has whipped me on the stand. I can't tell you how many times. Uh, sometimes to an acquittal um, over something that was very clear cut. I have a friend that's a medical malpractice attorney, and when I saw that guy's resume, here's what I thought. That's it. <laughs> Good shit, Brian. Good shit. Thank you, sir. That was awesome. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. When I saw that he had hired that guy, I went, yeah, you're going to prison, bro. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what happened. I'm not saying that Theodore was right all the way or wrong all the way or the other guy was right or wrong. They both were acting under the influence of ego. They both were acting under the influence of a lot of different things. I'm just looking at B. Ivory Lamar's point. Oh, I watched every minute of it, too. I get what you're saying, James Blonde 007. I happen to agree. I know this, and I know what happened in the trial. I watched every minute of it. Lamar's going to go back to chasing ambulances. Absolutely. Oh, no, I agree with you. He messed up horribly when he, first of all, went on the run for six months. I can't tell you there's a certain company, A, I will not say their name, but they tell you, leave the scene. Why in the fuck would you do that? You want to get to a position of safety? No, you're fine, Jane. I'm, 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 I'm glad to have you here. Welcome. Okay, you're fine. Totally fine. Please continue to contribute to the conversation, right? Because I agree with your comment. I'm going to throw this here. Theodore Edgecombe was a very arrogant person. Why did he not keep going after breaking contact? Well, I don't agree with that last part because he kind of was ran off the road. You know, it's like a bike. A bike can't outrun a car. And he don't seem to be too bright of 
a person in certain aspects. But, you know, I think him taking the stand was horrible because he sandbagged whatever um, trial strategy. And there wasn't too much of that. He spoke from the heart. Leave him alone. If, All right, he if, spoke from the heart. Fair enough. If that dude would have would have called the police 20, 30, an hour afterward. Yeah. He said, hey, man, these crazy people chased me. I'm pretty sure I shot one. I have been pedaling my bike as hard as I can for the last 45 minutes because they're after me in a car. And uh, I'm over here cop over here what send my attorney and send a cop over here i this is what happened he'd have probably been all, he would have probably made a much better case yeah than why you didn't say anything for six months yeah it's real hard to get around that yeah and self-defense six ooh. months after the fact i say right here was another thing that he testified to on the stand no, no, you're you're fine. No, Jane, no offense. No, you're fine. She's saying she's not angry. Sorry, he was on bond with that stipulation that he would not have to possess any firearms. The court knew he was a danger to the public. Unfortunately, he proved the court he was right. Yes, I agree was, with you, Jane. Was he a convicted felon? No, he was on bond for another weapons offense. And Ooh, he man. Yeah. So like he was wrong. For badness. Right. He was wrong for Yes! Oh my God. Matt said it. He said, and throwing the weapon away. In a river, two states away, didn't help. He got That's, on the stand. I watched the whole trial. Lance Armstrong shit. He had to pedal a long way. <laughs> yes. No, you're fine, Jane. Look, I did not hear anything in the trial about him uh, uh, throwing the gun in the river. He made he made that admission on the stand himself. And I'm like, he's what the fuck is this? You know why? That's because he hired the best personal injury attorney he ever could <laughs> to mount his legal defense. Oh, my God. Now, if you guys will excuse me, I do have the Omicron. Sorry, I'm not wearing a mask, but uh, my my Omicron fighter is a little low here. Heck, Be right back. Go ahead. Fair enough. Darcy, you said he pled uh, to something the week before the trial started. Okay, so I guess that's why it was okay for him to say, uh, yeah, he, yeah, I don't know. It was horrible. So, oh, man. All right. My main purpose of even talking about uh, this trial is because there are definitely some lessons to be learned out of this. But, guys, luckily... You said Atkins Law for you. I don't know what that means. Um, what does... Guys, what... Do we go on Amazon and do we buy body cameras, y'all? And I'm not saying we going around looking for stuff to get into. Because we're not. We keep doing what we've been doing for the last 40 plus years, however we are. You walk away and you try not to engage in bullshit. But he did. But he's, he did engage in bullshit. By in the beginning, but he yeah. disengaged. He disengaged, but he disengaged as a man on bond that promised he wouldn't carry a gun that shot a man. But here we go. Let's Problem. add. Fair enough. If he, if the, if the other guy and his wife had never engaged him, would we have ever known that he had a gun? No. You mean engage him after getting punched in the face, right? 
Engage the period. Engage them, period. Come on, man. There's no period to that. Hold on, but see. Marquise, Marquise, if he ride on a bike and you in your car, you got to either roll down your window or get close enough to him to okay. change words or do whatever. They so punched him. He punched him in the car. Let's flip they it. He punched him when they stopped, though. So that means that you engaging. If you if you kept riding, if you kept driving, if I'm sitting on the side of your uh, your Yukon and I'm <laughs> on a bicycle and I've had words with you, I spit on your window. If you kept driving, I can't engage in you. I can't engage you. If you roll down your window and I punch you, I engaged you. Why? Because you stopped and you rolled your window down. I'm already on a bicycle. Even though I was an asshole for spitting on your window, I might be spitting on your window because you got too close to me on the bike lane. I agree with or you, Jay. the bike yeah. lane. So what I'm saying is, if he never, if 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 the wife never engaged him, what you say? You, you call your wife your your what? Your your my Sheila, Betty. Your Betty. If your Betty said. Don't worry about it. I watched the car when we get home and kept driving. <laughs> yes. We wouldn't have had this conversation at all. His yeah. Betty said, get him, boy. Go so get him. So let me ask. Let me let's let's move the goalposts a little bit. Let's add in some other stuff. Matter of fact, even the video that shows it, I don't know. I would love to know more details. The car was stopped. He rolled up behind the car and punched the person that was sitting in the car. Okay. So it wasn't like the bike was here, the car pulled up, the window got rolled down, and dude got stole. The car was sitting in one spot. Bike rolled up from behind the car, punched the person in the car. Okay, I didn't see that video. Of course but not! But, that's but, my but, point! But hold on. Everybody's take, not seen the video but, that started but, the incident. But, but, but let's, take your, let's take your video that you just said. The car was stopped, you rolled up and punched him. Who's to say that a block back Come and on. Betty wasn't driving in the bike lane and almost ran him off the road, and he rolled up and punched the shit out of him. It happens, Marquis. It does. It does. It happens. If you ask bicyclists, it does. It now, happens. Now, here we Bro, go. It's the reason why we carry on, on the motorcycles, we carry a get-back wheel. It's not for just decoration. You're on mute, John. I would say, I just realized that. Bicyclists, it happens to motorcyclists. Hey, motorcycles, you mean motorcycles I've seen kick cars while they're riding on their bike because somebody is not paying attention? You know how many I've windows have you know how many windows have got busted out in Chicago with ball bearings? You too close. So let's let's add another context. Let's just say the wife drives towards Theodore and the the victim in this case jumps out of the car like he did in the video. We saw that, right? Mm-hmm. Let's just say he runs up to Theodore, pulls out his gun, pop, 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 pop. Yeah, bitch, you don't spit on my car and hit me in the face. Go. That didn't that happen, murder. so I have no answer. No, no, no. <laughs> now you want to say I have no answer. And what I'm saying uh, is if it wasn't what? good for the other guy to use his gun, it's not good for the... <laughs> They're both wrong. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yes. Nothing I said had to do... When have you heard me say anything about the use of the gun? No, I added that. What I'm saying is this. Here we go. So... Because <laughs> guy yeah, gets punched in the incidents. face. Huh? It, the whole deal, you have two separate incidents that on their own are completely different, right? So you have an incident at the car before all this was filmed, right? 
that incident just provides context for the secondary incident. Right. That incident in and of itself is its own separate entity, right? It's its own separate thing. Yes. So you really can't use that to justify what happened in the secondary incident. All you can say is, this happened. This dude rode away. Now these people are chasing him. So there was there was a conflict there at the first part. So I kind of look at everything like this. If there was a police car behind the van, whatever soccer mom minivan that was, it, during the first incident, and dude punched the guy through the window, that's immediately an arrest. Bam. That is, that is its own incident. Regardless of, oh, man, I'm really sorry I got too close. Pow. Okay, he just committed an assault. Okay, so that's its own thing. Now the dude rides off. And right there, it's a misdemeanor that didn't occur in a cop's presence. So at best, it's a, he calls Three the police years, and maybe. we sign a ticket and here you go and on your way you go, right? The second incident where they chase him down, and it's there's on video. some context there, but you got to look at the relevance of the context. Well, did he, like he attempted to disengage, Right. So he's attempting to get away. He's like, oh, shit, I'm punching him in the face. Let me get out of here. No, no, that's separate. That's separate. So let's look at it from here. I'm just going to go to Brian's stuff. Oh, well, hey, okay. Now, here's the part that I don't like. See where dude gets off his bicycle right here? Like, I'm sorry. I mean, I ride a bike for a living. Uh, ain't hard to get away. So, do you have a duty to retreat? Nah, maybe. I would. Um, well, we can't manufacture a duty to retreat. This is in Wisconsin, right? And, and I don't know what their statutes are, right? But I can tell you, it's not a good look when you go on the lam for six months, toss a gun two states away. I agree. And you're on bond for whatever charge you were, and then that's that's the fourth incident. That's something totally different from all of there these. There you go. Hell so, no. How? This is this is an incident right here where he pulled when she pulled up he jumped out and the car comes at him again. The next incident is he pulled out a gun and shot him. The next incident is the fact that he went on a run for six months, tossed right. a gun in the river, go. and got called to Kentucky and gave him a bogus name after shaving all his facial hair and manscaping. So this is work. <laughs> this is this a manscaping totality of the circumstance, right? right? You review each incident as its own thing. And then at the end of it, you do the totality of the circumstances, meaning everything that led up to and after this incident that occurred. And uh, from what I can see, that dude probably should have just rode off, knowing that he was carrying a gun when he wasn't supposed to, number one. And number two, having just committed an assault before he rode away the first time, right? So I, I can, I feel like a manslaughter on that, right? Yeah. I, I totally get that. Uh, is it a, is it a murder? Mm, no. No. No, it was circumstance. Is it a manslaughter? You caused the death of another? In, in, yeah, it, yeah, it's definitely in the manslaughter realm. Could it have, could you have lessened the blow for manslaughter? Possibly. By going, hey, officer, 
I'm on bond. I'm not supposed to be carrying a gun, but I'm out here on my bicycle and the gun's over there in the bushes. And that dude ran me off the road, this, that, and the other twice. Uh, we had words back there and then he came after me and I shot him. So, so this is what I'm going to say. You and might I'm gonna be able to sell that to a jury. So, Maybe. So this is what I'm going to, this is what I'm going to say and I'm going to leave it alone. For those of you who are watching or listening, just remember if it's self-defense, you don't leave and go high for six months and throw away the murder weapon. Thank you. The, the if it's true, I think he got a manslaughter. Agree. I'd just like to point out that my Omicron fighter is now full. I don't recommend this as a therapeutic method, but it seems to be working. Fair enough. So. <laughs> Talk about some, hey man, it's self-defense. Well, yeah, it was self-defense that cost him a charge, man. <laughs> but see, the thing is, so, you know what? OJ Simpson should have been free because that was self-defense because he got rid of the night. I well, think he was free. I think we gotta. I think we gotta. He hired a def he hired a criminal defense attorney, a team of them, and they were good. Right, but just because he got rid of the knife, don't mean he committed the crime. But he the only reason why the who who we talking about that hired a criminal defense attorney? OJ. Oh, OJ had money. Don't fit. You ain't got shit, right? OJ, like, that's a better one to say. Yes, he said it. Right. <laughs> just remember, just because you get rid of evidence does not make you a criminal, guys. I want y'all to understand that. Just because you run away for six months and you throw the gun in the river does not make you a criminal. Look, it no, but it does add. Really it, we, but it does add to the. Uh, it does add to the case that you were engaged in criminal behavior, which is that whole totality of the circumstances. Maybe thing. he wanted to free the gun, and teach you how to swim. But this, this Good is. Man. I mean. But My gun identifies as, a, as an Olympic uh, breaststroke champion, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> JFBA shit. Maybe, maybe Peter, Fran Peter Francis Geraci said he got you. You leave Gunner out of this. Hey, oh. I didn't know you had a puppy, man. Hey, buddy. Just, my heart just got warmer. Hey, buddy. Can, can Gunner swim? Now, okay, Jane, I get, yes. I get it. We're not saying, we're not saying anything about. I guess I kind of don't want to make this the whole thing about his idiotic testimony because him taking a stand was just probably the nail that was already in his coffin. And I After think he fired that. Yeah, I think that if he would have hired an actual criminal defense attorney, he might have had somewhat of a chance. But here, here's the whole point of me even talking about. He did uh, hire a criminal attorney. No, be you saw the resume. Be Ivory, yeah, criminal was defense three. attorney, salon owner, uh, <laughs> y'all ain't right. specialist, tire and he, specialist. And he babysit on the weekends. Y'all ain't shit. Y'all <laughs> every Saturday, mom. Every on Friday night, he did nails for a living. <laughs> he braided hair. He did he civil a, rights. He had a salon on the weekends. Oh he my god! On Sundays. I, I tell you, um, like. All he was a my, church usher. Probably a deacon. He was just standing around just deacon. And a deacon. Oh, and he does free credit reports. Y'all are something yeah, else. <laughs> so, so, I, nice. It's just so, part of your civil rights is to get free credit reports. Oh, oh my God. 
All I got to say is all my attorney friends that are good attorneys, they got one specialty, and that's all they do, and they do it really well. Yeah. And when you go, man, I just caught some flack, they go, <coughs> I hear we, I hear you saying innocent, but my hand does not hear innocent. Like, right. like you all seen uh, the Lincoln lawyer where Matthew McConaughey was like, uh, we'd like to go on ahead and pass the case. Uh, we seem to have a problem locating a witness of Mr. Green. And the judge knew exactly what he was talking about. Gave him a continuance until he yeah. got Mr. M- Mr. Green. Yes. Mr. Franklin be, be, be missing in action, bro. We, That's all. But we got, there is a local legend here in, in Oklahoma uh, of an attorney. And I won't throw his, his name out, but uh, this dude does not even have an office. He just walks around the courthouse. Hey, you need a, you need a criminal attorney? Yep, fifteen hundred dollars. We'll go in there and give you a, a continuance, a motion, or this or that. Oh, 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 you're at prelim and you need representation. Fifteen hundred dollars. You got all the representation you need. Well, you know I what? Mean, you know what? But and that guy has never done, been in a trial. And then we got another friend of mine that's a trial attorney, and he starts out at a ten thousand dollar retainer. And I'm telling you what, that dude bats like 99, man. Like, he's good. Here's the one. Go ahead. I I like Andrew Branca. I like him, and I watch him also on Rakita Law. But one of the things I did not necessarily like about that was there was a lot of racial jokes making fun of the the, the idiot... The idiotic things that were going on, yes, that was worthy of joking. But you could tell the context was... I. So I still watch his channel, but it doesn't bother me to be in that environment because I, I block that and get to what I really want to... Because it's, it's value on that channel. But I just... And Andrew yeah. was going with that too, and I was like, nah, whatever. It doesn't change my opinion of him, but it's what it is. Uh, he's, he's a great lawyer, but I'm looking at it like this, that we got to be careful because let's talk facts. John, you were onto something when you said this, you know, most of the people who haven't been in anything, they don't understand what you'll actually do in that given situation. And the reality of it is, is that most of the people that we train, they will never find themselves in a situation where they will ever have to worry about something like this that you know they live in an area where it's heavily policed these folks don't get involved into stuff they don't hit shit do shit stuff like that and they hear of crime that befalls other folks and they get a gun to protect themselves and then you got scared it's a wide variety of context as to why people carry mm-hmm. guns and i would say 80 percent of gun owners don't get into shit but for those people who like myself live in chicago the likelihood of me getting into something is great even though i avoid you know marquis same thing you know uh jacob you're down there in in what but it can happen anywhere and what's the likelihood that out of 25 years of doing what you do or plus or minus you know all of a sudden something happens in just that one time it's like pop 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 and you did what you had to do but then it's against a black man oh shit you see what I'm saying? So now you got the B. Ivory Lamars and the Benjamin Crumps coming down there to where you are, Jacob, 
or Brian with the Y and all of a sudden you don't have a body camera to be able to show that, hey, I'm not racist. I didn't do anything. I'm on a panel all the time with these guys. We talk about shit. I ain't got a racist bone in my body, but I'm being vilified because of the color of my skin. And fuck, that's, you got fired, Brian, from your department and shit. Jacob, you own the defense, hide with real vipers. NASA. <laughs> I, got a, I got a real sneaky strategy. Shit. Right? Yeah, go ahead. And here's, I'm going to throw this out there, and I, I, this is not legal advice. Go ahead. If you were involved in that incident, why wouldn't you call, like, Benjamin Crump's office and, like, you know, the office of Johnny Cochran or whoever and be like, I was just involved in a shooting. I need to talk to somebody about it. <coughs> because then you have precluded yourself from having them on the other side of the aisle. So I disagree right? with I disagree with Brian. The right answer to this is let them know how many that you have six black friends. No, I'm just saying, like, call Benjamin Crump's office. No, bro, you didn't get hey, it, bro. I just been involved Brian, in shooting. You didn't get it, I may bro. need help, and when they consult with you, now oh, they have no. precluded themselves from being on the other side of the defense, right? No, Brian, Brian didn't get it. Just saying. <laughs> you let them know you have exactly six black friends. Which is why you can't be racist. <laughs> oh, I got three right here. I'm, I'm only counting <laughs> half of them right now. No, but it, it, Kiwan is okay, killing so bro, Let me help you out. There's a running <laughs> joke that if white people know how many black friends they got, they're racist. That's <laughs> what I'm yeah, right. I, man, I don't even know. Every, hey, everybody who carries a gun legally is my brother. But but here's what I'm saying, saw, though. Here's another thing I saw, and I want to preclude this with Andrew Branca is an associate of mine. I, like, we know each other's name. We yeah. shake hands at conferences. Hey, how you doing, Andrew? How's it going, Brian? How's your class going? How many cases has that guy practiced? Can what anybody answer me that? I what think he Andrew? is a... Br yeah, I think he's a brilliant legal mind, right? I think he has a brilliant ability to articulate <laughs> legal stuff, right? We call it legal stuff. How many trials has that guy practiced? Three. Can anybody answer me that? Three. Three? I have no clue. I'm just which I'm yeah, Okay, man. <laughs> well, well, I'm just saying, I'm not taking away from Andrew Branca. I think he's a great dude. Uh, I mean, I've sat and had beers with the guy and dinner, and, and he is, he thinks on a different plane, dude. Yeah. Right? Like, he, but uh, one of my other good friends is, is Don West. Don West That is dude great. has practiced. Yes. Don West is great. many, many times, and and they they have a good relationship, and Don respects him. So that tells me he's a he's a legit dude, right? Yeah. I don't know what his pedigree is for practicing criminal defense law. I have no idea. I think he wrote some great books, and he's done some great things for the defensive community. Uh, but if I got into some shit, I'm calling Don West. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm be like, hey, Don, I just, I, I may have effed up. I don't know. I just need you to tell me. Right. Um, and then I'm going to have Don West. For us, it's McDermott. Yeah, or, or right. Uh, I have a, a friend here in Oklahoma City named uh, Scott Adams, a 
phenomenal defense attorney, a trial defense attorney. And there is a difference between a defense attorney and a trial attorney. There is a wide margin of difference yeah. there. So when I look at a situation like this, I look at it through the lens of, well, what would Scott Adams do? Well, the first thing he would have done is not let that dude get up on the stand and talk. Yes. He would have said, let me make your case. Yes. Jesus. <laughs> and, uh. Kids are bombarded with so much information these days. It can be hard for them to discern the messages that are important and valuable. The What I Tell Myself book series from author Michael A. Brown is an award-winning series that has been featured on CBS, Fox, and NBC for their powerful and positive messages for kids. Based on Maslow's hierarchy of needs, Michael A. Brown's book, What I Tell Myself First, Children's Real-World Affirmations of Self-Esteem, is a book of real-world affirmations that highlight the various abilities and attributes of the reader, while exposing readers to realistic possibilities of rejection of difference in various forms. The author also writes books about self-protection, talent, and patience, and more. These are colorful and inspiring books that you and your children will love. They're full of easy-to-understand positive messages that are heartwarming and impactful. You can learn more about the wonderful books from author Michael A. Brown online at whatitellmyselffirst.com. That's whatitellmyselffirst.com and tell you exactly what's going on in a manner you can you can understand. My buddy Scott Adams, you will never see him on a podcast. You'll never see him in anywhere. He just goes and kicks prosecution ass every time he goes in court. So there's a finite difference. So when I look at a guy like Andrew, who I have the utmost respect for, I go, man, that is awesome that there's a dude that has that legal mind, right? And, and can permeate that to the public. I, I'm not familiar with the deal you all were talking about, about the jokes and all that. I, yeah, but... I, I, I don't know. But what I can tell you is, like, the dudes... That, it's kind of like dudes that, that teach shooting, right? The bulk of them have never been there, done that. The ones that have been there, done that, are teaching people that are going there to do that, Right? So, uh, you know, it's kind of like the best example I have is like Pat Rogers. That dude was a cop. He was in the Marine Corps. Nobody knew who he was until he stepped out of that. Um, Trying to push you here to hit Marquise. (laughs) Anyway, sorry, man. I've been rambling a bit too long. No, no, you're fine. I'm just thinking to myself, you know, I think the best lawyer right now that I would probably hire if I was involved in the case is uh, Jake Tyler Brigance. There's only one Don West, and he doesn't yeah. practice anymore, but he'll figure out who needs to practice but, for you. But I'm right. telling you, look up Jake Tyler Brigance. That dude is surgical. But, hey, why not just call Benjamin Crump's office, get a consultation? Ben, so that way first of all, excluded from anything. <laughs> the one thing I can say about Rakita Law on his channel was, he was exactly correct when it came down to, uh, I think that B. Ivory Lamar still won even though his client lost because the social, the racial justice narrative was one of the things that he was definitely pushing in this case. And so it's kind of like he's a Ben Crump affiliate, so so to speak. And so 
that was definitely, in my opinion, granted, B. Ivory Lamar was a vociferous or a zealous advocate of and for his client, but his strategy was bad. Putting him on the stand was bad. And we knew he was going to get on the stand from the beginning because he said in the opening remarks that he was going to put him on the stand. You know, you know what that is? That's an accident attorney maneuver. Let me get my client up there to tell you their heartfelt, heartbreaking story of how they were rear-ended in traffic Monday at 3 p.m. That's what that was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shit about criminal law. There you go. (laughs) Now, one of the most recent ones, Kyle Rittenhouse, watching him get on the stand. Man. So that dude's strategy was completely different, but they knew it was, they knew or they predicted that it would pan out, that he would be able to shoot down because watching the prosecutor, I was like, this dude's a buffoon. So, like, why not let this 18 year old kid get up there and describe everything that had happened in a manner that a jury and he apparently read the jury well enough to to make that happen so but yeah when i saw that you know when he his closing remarks i was like come on dude yeah like i understand there is a racial component to this yeah i like i get it but at the same time, hanging the entire case on that is probably a bad idea yeah and he did that nice he did that. Yeah, though. he did that. And, you know, I just he made an interesting point about the use of body cameras and how police are given the benefit of the doubt when they make a bad move or a what is otherwise deemed as a good shoot based on what's called the good faith exemption. We know what the good faith exemption is. And so if you've done something based on good faith, but it turned out bad, so long as it was on good faith, what would be the reason why police officers are given the benefit of the doubt, but not the average civilian? We could say it's because of police, but I'm looking at something for something else, though. So... One of the things that, that that boils down to is a lot of uh, a lot of states have this excessive for, for you to be convicted of a crime, it has to be de- deemed as excessive to a reasonable person, right? That's so, yeah. and that's that's where the difference in police and citizens really come in into play, because average citizen has no duty to apprehend right they have no duty to to pursue they have no duty to do anything other than make themselves safe and go home uh whereas police officers have the duty to apprehend the duty to pursue the you know they have the obligations to uh engage the criminal element right yeah or the perceived criminal element so as long as you are operating under the guise of department policy and procedures, state law, if there is some incident that, that becomes questionable or there's a decision that comes becomes questionable, they look at it through the lens of a reasonable officer, right? If a reasonable officer, not a reasonable person, a reasonable officer would perceive that that is a threat 
it raises the threshold for misconduct or criminal behavior. How did that work for Kim Potter? Well, here's the thing. As we have added body camera and we have added some statutory language with the defund movements and all that, it has become that that threshold for reasonable officer deems that excessive has dropped some, to some degree. So because historically a reasonable officer is deemed the least reasonable officer, that's the threshold. So if you take a pool of 100 officers and the least reasonable one, that's the threshold they go by. But now we have district attorneys, et cetera, that are challenging that with criminal cases going, well, a reasonable and prudent person would not believe that that's the case. And the Kim Potter one, I, I don't pay attention to a lot of legal cases. I really don't uh, because I'm on the downslope of a, you know, a lengthy career in law enforcement. Um, the one out of Tulsa County, the gal that shot the unarmed suspect that I can't remember Kim something. Yeah, I know you're talking about. She was Tulsa PD. She was either Tulsa PD or Tulsa County. I can't remember. Yeah. He, he was, was in a car, like, wasn't he? No, he was going back to a car that they ultimately found a gun in. Oh, and yeah. And the prosecution's whole argument was, well, she didn't know there was a gun in the car. And this dude was like six foot four on yeah. PCP. She'd engaged I remember him. That. She backs off. And then he gets to the car and she lights him up. And I looked at it and went, eh, that's not a good look. That's not a good, the optics of this are not good. They, she was ultimately acquitted because, well, what would you expect the least reasonable, reasonable officer to do? Right? Yeah, and Betty Shelby. Yeah, Betsy, she Betsy Shelby, yeah. Yeah, Betty Shelby, and it was Tulsa police. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. there again, I mean... If you apply the standard, yeah, not a reasonable and prudent person, but the least reasonable, reasonable officer would qualify her for qualified immunity. And ultimately, a jury said, OK, we we get it like it, it. But there's been other cases that have not gone that way, which is why you're seeing nationwide police officers lay down on the job and go, yeah, OK, I'll come police up the aftermath and take the report uh, yeah yeah right so and, and that's a whole nother issue so maybe we can i don't know talk about shot show with john or something <laughs> i want to cover this one thing that jane was saying that if you're completely acting in self-defense covered under the law then you can testify as to the imminent threat Jane, I think it depends. A lot of people are not taking into consideration that the jury will come from the county where you live in. And it often depends on that county's politics, that county's perspective. And even then, let's look at the case of uh, Kim Potter, where the activist reached where the judge is. Or you look at uh, Derek Chauvin, and we're not talking about the elements in that case, but we're talking about the influence 
of the judge and the jury, the triers of fact and the trier of the law, that if a judge can be touched, if a jury can be manipulated, if you have certain political figures that are saying certain things such as, if you don't convict them or if we don't get a conviction, burn it down or this or this or that. You know, we talked about that the last time when we were talking about choosing your concealed carry insurance. It is more likely than not that justice, whatever that may be, will likely not come in the trial phase. Will it likely come in the appellate phase and after you're convicted and there's a judgment of a conviction and a sentence and then you appeal the case Will the company stick with you? Will your family stick with you? With your, will, will anyone stick with you? I just remembered because Darcy here said Kim Potter political move. She was the one that thought she tased the guy in the car and actually shot him. Yes. Yes. Her immediate statements after that incident convicted her. What was that? What were her immediate statements? Was oh, that, my God. I oh, shot I him. They're going to put me in prison. Well, I accidentally shot him. They were going to put me in prison. Well, here's this. I watched the whole trial again. Shouts out to Rakita Law. That's I watched the whole uh, trial with them and the lawyers and their commentary. We were surprised, but not surprised at the verdict because the media is something else. The media will play the portion of the body cam that suits their agenda. That's the media. That's what they do. But I did not see the rest of the body camera where you see Kim freak out. I Yeah, right. She had a You're meltdown. Not gonna, she had a meltdown, which to the rest of us, we were like, oh, hell no. She didn't mean to kill him. In fact, she probably should not have been on the job in that capacity because, like John said, you never know what a person is going to do until they do that. And Kim has never had to do that. Well, I tell you, the one that bothered me the most in that whole deal, and the, the male officer, hey, man, quit tensing up. Had he applied enough force initially, it would not have required an excessive amount later. Yeah. What I mean by that is it was obvious due to political climate or whatever was going yes. through his mind. Had he not stuffed that dude into the side of the car or up over hey, the back of the trunk bike. and started throwing cuffs on that dude, you're under arrest, get on the ground, whatever, you know, pick him up by the seat of the pants and throw him to the pavement, that situation never would have escalated to that point. Correct. But what I saw was, hey, quit tensing up and him take a step back. I'm like, dude, grab your sack and deal with the criminal. And the period. amount of time that it took him to get them cuffs out and get them on. Yeah, exactly. Or throw his body into the dude's body and pin him against the car and go, we're not going to play that. Or well, why the hell the door was still open? Well, hey, hold on now. But I've yeah, used a door on. jam. I've used a door jam before. So I, you just said the magical words. You've used a door jam. Jam. They weren't using a door jam. No, no, no. no. Okay, I misspoke. I've used an open door before. 
in yeah, that that's wedge. All you got, that's all you got. Yes. As soon as that dude got out of the car, my foot shut in his door. Yes, and we're for sure. Have words. And my thing is, I'm just going to go ahead and say it because I'm not afraid to say it. The minute he would have gotten that car, would have fucked him up. I'm not thinking twice about it. He, I would have lost my job for fucking him up. There would have been no gunshot and no taser because the minute I see you tensing up, something's breaking. Right. That's, or, and, I, and that's just me. Even in I, this political climate. So I'm glad I'm not the police no more. But I've ha I, I have had that situation where the dude gets out and he's looking for the escape route. Boy, I'm... Got him in the pat-down position. Fuck you, Gore. First thing that should have happened was that door should have shut. Yes. And that dude should have been on his face on the pavement. Yes. On the ground. If you had enough yep. to detain him and in inconvenience his life. flipped his ass. Chances are you had enough to arrest him for yes. something. Well, hell, so, look at how many shootings you had based on political political um, environment. Quincy Smith. Quincy Smith. Blake. But, but back Blake to would Kim have got Potter. lit the fuck up if those three cops was able to whoop his ass. But back to Kim Potter. Did her partner get reprimanded? Probably not. No. Did, did the guy who started this whole situation, was he called in the office and said, bro, like it was game on and all you did was play. Hell no. Sideline. No. Because the chief Probably. was happy they didn't get in no political trouble. And that's yeah, why I've it. always had the same argument and same discussion with any and everybody. And I'm still <laughs> Officer until, Lucky. Until a cop is driving down the street, jumps out and shoots somebody. Without anyone calling the police in that area, let me know. Okay, I want to address one comment before we continue this. Darcy and MPIT9, Officer Lucky was not a rookie. Officer Lucky was a new officer in that department. He had worked two other previous departments before. He was not a rookie. He was learning the way that department did things new, but he was no spring chicken. That's why he, under that type of fire, was able to maintain his composure. And get the hell out of the way. <laughs> well, and, and my, my other deal with that is he's getting dragged by a car and she pops a round off, kills a bad guy. Who would have had a problem if she would have stood up and went, I just discharged my gun and holstered up and said, thought you were getting dragged, thought it was getting ready. You know what I mean? Who would have right, thought Right, but the thing is this, I'm glad she was it. honest. I'm glad she was honest, too. I'm glad she I'm freaked glad out. She was I, yeah. I'm glad and, she and was the thing honest, is, but, too, but the other part of that is, would it have been an honest statement to go, that dude was about to kill my partner dragging him with a car? Would if it were you... If it were you, yes. Me, yes. Anybody on this panel, yes. Kim, Anybody no. that had some degree of training or experience in that would have said, okay, I get it. Right. Well, I totally understand. But what was it, Would Is it normal to holster your gun and go, oh, my God, I'm going to prison? For no, Kim, that's yes. That's political climate that was there. Well, for Kim, she, yes. Because how many... Problem. She yelled... Taser, taser, taser first as she was drawing. Yes. So that excludes the whole argument of, oh, I'm getting ready to use lethal force to protect my partner. That excludes that because in her mind, she was drawing the taser. And so she you can't say that. Yeah. I'm, so there. Yeah, and she I even mean, pressed the trigger. Taser, one taser, taser and shot him. 
if the situation warranted that dude be shot, it really doesn't matter what she said. What? Yes, she that is she true. Said, I was drawing she my didn't, taser. She and didn't say. And then she didn't say stop or I'm going to shoot you. She right. Didn't say, stop, she said stop. I'm going to tase you. Taser, taser, taser to warn the other guys to get back. I'm about to tase this guy. And she even pressed the trigger. Was being dragged by car. So you could go from was going to deploy a less lethal option and a leaf and it became a lethal situation that fast in the span of a quarter of a second that could have happened. But then you got so, the other video, you got the other body cam who shows she didn't draw, she didn't try to cross her off her taser. She was drawing, she drew her service, her duty weapon. Now, wow. do y'all understand why she didn't draw her taser? I understand it. Maybe she Dream. perceived a lethal threat. No, Dreaming. she did not. And I'm going to tell you like this, and this is from a person who had to explain this to a couple of cops. Force of habit. Like Go a real training. Yes. Had that paper in her hand. Yep. So her hand. What was in her left hand. Yes. Yes. So in her mind, mentally, something was in her left hand, and it was the taser. And it was preoccupied. She never once went. Yes. Because think about it. Most cops are going to shoot two-handed. Yes. Maybe. Shit. Most of them going to shoot two-handed. Well, we've had, we've had three in the last eight months. Two of the three have been one-handed. One-handed, yeah. With what was in the other hand? Nothing. Okay, I need to see the videos. Point I want to see why all of a sudden this opposite hand made no contact with the gun. But here we go. Because I agree with you because... With, two of them were dealing with the suspect. Marquise, you did that in training, and I seen knockout lights. If you watch knockout lights, I forgot the guy's I name, know. but knockout mm -hmm. lights, and then yep. yeah, and Marquise had us do that in training, and I've done that in other classes too. But I remember the last time where we held a cup in our hand, and then when he uh, blew the whistle, we had to drop it lateral, and he would make us switch hands, drop and then lateral. And I got the video on my YouTube page of us doing that mm -hmm. because fact, it is the case that you got that the you got the cadaver's response. The minute you, you your muscles want to tense up when it you, you get startled, you got that startle response. Muscles yep, want to tense yep. up, and yep, so if yep. if Kim has never been exposed to that, right. then and here's this: if you listened to Kim Potter's trial and you looked at fucking Elmer Fudd who was the training officer, right? The training sergeant. Ain't no way he putting her through no kind of stress inoculation. No way. So well, Kim you know, is not exposed to that. So I can see Kim doing that. Exactly. So, and that's the other thing, because think about it. There are some departments that say, well, we tell our officers to drop the taser and then go to the next um, option. We ain't dropping no I'm goddamn like, taser. You tell them to drop the taser? Like, if you are if you go and it don't work, you're telling them to drop it and then go to their secondary. I'll go, I a, like, I'll go a step further. I, I had a, uh, a very well-known, and I won't mention his name because this guy, he's a good enough dude. If he started a church, I would join it. Um, but he, in a training session, on. made the comment, well, you're searching with your handheld light and if you see a threat, you very simply drop your handheld light, take a two-handed grip on your gun. And I went, you've never done that before. <laughs> and this dude, 
I, I, when somebody uses the term you very simply, there is nothing simple, nothing simple about that task right. when you're under stress, period. Right. And he's one of my favorite instructors in the entire industry. And I was like, bro, that ain't kosher, dude. That ain't reality. Nope. Maybe, yeah, like maybe if you're on like quaaludes or something and you're thinking in like one minute behind the actual incident, maybe you would go, I will very simply drop my hand. But it ain't reality, okay? Yeah. Like, so, or even illumination. Like, everyone doesn't do the same illumination techniques when entering a room. You know, it's... It, there again. Yeah. Like, and we were talking about gun lights versus handhelds, and I, I carry one. I, I don't carry a gun light on my gun when I'm off work. Uh, I carry a handheld light. And he was like, well, you put the lanyard on when you're at work, so that way you can very simply drop your handheld light and transition to your gun light. And I'm How like, the fuck That's you gonna bullshit. See? Total bullshit. How the fuck you going to see? Like, when I'm searching a building with a firearm because there's a bad guy in there, I'm using the cast of the light to search the room. If I see someone and they need a gun pointed at them, they're getting the gun and the light together. But, but all that to say like the taser versus a lot of officer involved shootings that I've seen have been one handed. And here's why generally they are occupied with a ticket book, radio, a, you know, a radio yep. grabbing a suspect handcuffs, pushing yep. a suspect yep. handcuffs. Yep. And they've got to get to, they've got to access the yeah. firearm. Yeah. So I, I don't know what the percentage canine, but it's pretty prevalent to see police officers especially shooting with one hand yeah so when i saw that with her i went i totally understand she was saying taser taser had the taser or was going for the taser had the gun in hand and then had she been a thinking person a trained person that's able to think through a critical incident and said I verbalized taser, and at the instant the last T of taser came out, I perceived a lethal force incident. Who would have had an issue with that? What? What? Nobody. Here's the I big. I would say maybe Here. only based on the fact that that sounds like a very well trained statement. But but here's she this though. Got away with it. If now you look at the survived a twenty year career. But if you look, <clears throat> but if you look at the physics, the mechanics of pressing a taser trigger versus pressing a gun exactly the same a well hold on exactly the same but not the number of times when you press that taser trigger once and then you release it it's going on its five second cycle unless you press it and then it holds beyond its five second cycle but with the semi on for five seconds now yeah but recycle it but here we go for uh, if for a tr for a gun, every time you press that trigger, it's gonna keep on shooting until you're out of rounds, malfunction, stuff like that. So the fact that she pressed the trigger one time after saying taser, taser, taser was consistent with how we train end users to actually use the taser unless Maybe. you consider because we teach i used to be a taser instructor we teach them that for every time you press that trigger there's a there's another application of force that must be justified and if i press it and release the trigger and then press it again it doesn't start it on a new cycle if it's already in that five second after the five second is up 
another taser trigger press must be made to start a new cycle. So an additional trigger press during the five second would not make sense. And we don't teach that. So you can't develop a habit to do something if you haven't been taught that and have no other impetus to motivate that action. Yeah, I can can speak with 25 years of experience that in my belief, this is my opinion, my opinion only, that most police departments paper whip their training yes you're right mm. you're right so i'll just say it crappy cheese i'll just say it. we we paper whip it it says 40 hours of 40 hours a year we might do two hours <clears throat> you're done <clears throat> well, okay, paper right? let me let me help everyone out time, okay? when, when i said cops in one hand what i meant was literally nothing is in this hand i'm not bad mouthing any any law enforcement agency any department anywhere but because of lack of staff, lack of financing, a lack of a good budget, that creates a lack of good training. How about lack unless of you're, institutional unless, or, or unless you're a, abundance of institutional in my In my experience, unless you're an elite member of a special operations response team, you're probably not in the training that you need to do your daily job. It just gets, here, sign this. Here, sign this, and you're good. Go to work. Because we don't, we can't afford the overtime to replace you if you're sitting in training all week. We we can't afford the ammo or the pepper spray or the tasers or the whatever. So most training is just simply signed off on. Hey, you remember this? Yeah. Okay, sign here. You're good. Go back to work. Yep. And I'm not bad at anybody. To me, that's a political decision. Politics. The politicians have created that that problem, not the departments. And I hope you guys understand that. I hope yeah. you understand what I'm trying to say. Well, well, I'll say I, I, I would add to that. I would add to that real quick. It's more than just the politicians; it's society too, because so many people don't even want to become the police anymore because of the way society is. Obviously, along with politicians. Yeah, but that's in the last couple of years. Down to nothing. I'm just saying that there's a lack of funding Absolutely. because of the pol- politicians don't want to fund the departments for sufficient training so you end up with you end up with a legal you end up with a legal requirement to have minimum training but you don't give them the tools to do the minimum training so what do you do sign off on it say yeah i got trained and then you you go about your your daily job here's the one that's that's what creates these problems the one that i see time and time and time again is the narrative that drives training is reactionary, right? Meaning uh-huh. we have this joke. Every policy has somebody's name on it, right? <laughs> I'm dead serious. Like it, when I first hired on, I thought that's a, that's funny. It's not. Right. So it is. Frank Max says, is there any amount of training that will keep you from doing something stupid in the field of your personal life? Absolutely not. Nope. Okay. I have seen the most highly trained people do the most stupid shit ever. The other thing is, like you were okay. saying about, I well, if you're in a specialized unit, specialized units are notorious for what I call institutional inbreeding, meaning... Okay, we've always done it this way. This is all we're going to do. Uh, I've seen specialized units that that can't pass uh, that 
narrowly pass a basic department qualification, maybe they hold it to a higher standard than the rest of, the, of an agency. And that's all they that's all they aspire to. There are very, very, very few agencies in police work that I look at and go, those dudes are dialed in. I'll give you I'll give you two in particular. LA County Sheriffs and LAPDD platoon. Those dudes are dialed the frick in. You know what they do all the time with their people that are required to do the job all the time? They train constantly. Good, yeah. You look at dudes like John Ray, Scotty Reitz, John Helm, uh, Larry Mudgett. Larry Mudgett is probably the most prolific firearms instructor that nobody has ever heard of because he was busy training people that killed like Ebola. Um, point being... The other part of that is a lot of people that are driving the narrative of training are driving it in a completely bad direction. They, if you take an officer and you go, we're going to do a VCQB course about how to fight around vehicles, yet these officers don't have the basis of knowledge to hit a target on demand every time they're called to, what is running around a bunch of vehicles do for them? Nothing, right? Because there is no end result. There is no, I can shoot under these circumstances. And not only can I shoot under these circumstances, I can think through them. So law enforcement as a whole would, would be very well served to take a gigantic leap back in time to when we actually made them hit a target with accountability and then move forward from there. Uh, and then once we can do that with monotonous regularity, now we start adding the tools. Okay, here's a taser. This is how it's different. When the tasers first came along, it, here's me on my, my Mike Brown's freaking soapbox. When tasers came out, I was like, that's a bad plan. Why is that? Well, we still have officers carrying third-generation Smith & Wesson semi-auto pistols. Well, guess how the safety on a taser works? Well, it works opposite of everything. No, it works exactly like the guns that, we're, that <laughs> yes. half of our yes. officers are carrying. Yes. And they went, well, what do you mean? I go, look at a Beretta 92FS. Yep. Look at a third-generation Smith. Uh-huh. They work the same. Yep. Problem. Not only that, look at the officer. This guy carrying a 4506 or a Beretta 92, can he qualify 90 plus percent with 100% round accountability? If he can't, why are you handing him a device that has now a laser beam and a safety system that works exactly like the gun you're carrying? Right. And people went, that's ludicrous. What would ever happen with that? Well, what are we seeing now? Taser, 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 pow! Yeah, but I got to give them credit, too. You only had about roughly eight incidents since the taser was introduced. You think? Yes. How many is too many? One. One is too many. One, but guess what? Remember, what leads all, what leads all charges when it comes to the devices we're supposed to be using when it comes to protecting people? Begins with a P, rounds with politics. 
Yes. Well, we need exactly. We need less lethal means of stopping people. Well, here's a taser. Oh wait, here's a taser, but we're not really going to require you to train as much as you should with it. But we want you to go ahead and carry it. And I've said it multiple times on this show. There are officers who cosplay. <laughs> they get dressed up and they put on all the gear they're required to carry, if not more. And you know goddamn well that where some of this gear is landing, they're not going to get to it in a self-defense manner. It's not possible. Like when you see some of these rather round individuals, that's round where I'm going to use. Round individuals. Because I want uh, Mike to get hit for body shaming on YouTube. Facts. So, Thank you. Round individuals wearing a taser on their hip while wearing their vest and a magazine holder on the front. And knowing the damn well this arm is you. not reaching. So I got one for you there, Marquis. <laughs> Whoa. What the fuck? That shit came out of left field. So, do you know what's driving the narrative in law enforcement right now? I hate to say it, organization. It's an organization formed under the Eric Holder Obama administration called Twenty One CP. Okay, and I'm going to read you something. Sue Roar joined the King County Sheriff's Office in 1979 and was elected sheriff in 2005. Her, uh, let's see, she's the architect of cultural transformation of police training in Washington State, described by the phrase, moving warriors to guardians. I want you to think about that for a minute. Warriors to guardians. Oh, dude. She was the architect of what is going on in Washington State right now. Oh, my God, If you bro. Google Washington State and they go, we don't know why homicides are out of control. But you listen, Warriors to Guardians. She had the largest county in Washington State. She is a board member of 21CP. 21CP is permeating their bullshit to the bulk of law enforcement. Basically, anybody who takes federal grant money or has taken federal grant money by... We had a natural disaster. We have to have FEMA dollars to reimburse all this stuff, right? Under the Obama Holder administration, oh no, 21CP was given some clout. So now all of the organizations that fall under the guise of, well, we need federal grant money for when bad shit happens, they're given this guidance from 21CP from people like Sue Rohr, who decided that, you know what? We don't need cops to be warriors. We don't need them to go out and fight our battles. We need them to be guardians. So we're going to eliminate all this combative training and warrior training out here. That's the results of what we're seeing right now. And I would get in a shit pot of trouble if my name wasn't Brian with I for speaking out against that. And you know what? Who's holding Sue Rohr responsible for when an officer does something stupid because Nobody. they've never been trained to be a warrior? Uh, Who's holding Sue responsible for when her officers go and make a bad decision because they've never trained to do anything else? Who's holding her responsible? Zero people are. And I until the public... 
What's I kind of feel that, but I am. So because of the way I feel, I am against warrior mentalities. Why? Because if you go by a definition of the word warrior, someone who's been in or fought in a war, why am I te- Why would I teach a person to be a warrior instead of someone just this is a guardian? A guardian knows how to fight. Do they because not? Because whether you accept it or not, every night you put a person in a police car, they go into a war, period. They go into a war that your grandmother, your kids, and all... and anybody who is close and personal to you, they go to fight their battles, Mm. period. They go to bring those people's battle into their chaos, into order. So what we've done by going, well, we're going to be guardians, is we've taken away the tools for them to fight those wars and expected them to to perform to to, to, to a warrior degree. Same I'll say, I'll say to, to the same to the same degree as as what there would be. Yeah, exactly. It's now, the same look, thing that's going look on at in Chicago right now. When I, if, if, when I was in the military, if we were going to a desert environment, they would send us to a desert immersion training for 30, 40, 50, 60, 90 days. And they would say, we're going to make you as miserable as we possibly can so that you can go effectively fight this battle. So with a police officer, what we've said is you need to hold hands, hug babies, and play kumbaya, but people are going to fucking shoot at you. And what have we done with all the ugly training for shooting and, and defensive tactics and the, hey, don't tense up on me, bro. Let me take a step back and show you that I'm a guardian and not a warrior. Instead of planting your fucking face in the pavement, we've said that's not okay anymore. We need to be their guardian because they're just misunderstood, which results, yeah, absolutely. Brian, you know the reason why they say that now is because of those few bad, bad apples that have taken that warrior. Uh, um, to a whole Completely other level. agree. And they have fucked up the, the, the mindset and the ideology behind the badge. They have taken it to a whole other level. So now they're trying to play politics and they're trying to clean up the, the mirror image of the departments. So that's the reason why they handcuff well, the police to make them into guardians right. instead of going out there doing what they're supposed to do instead of getting rid so, of those fucktards. Why do y'all say it? guardian like it's a bad damn thing? I'm still trying to understand that. Because no, well, it's, we're it's not, not guarding it's, anything except it, your, your hey, constitutional think about, think liberties. Think about the guardian angels. Think about the guardian angels. They're protecting. The guardian they're angels. They're like serving and protecting. The guardian angels aren't doing anything right now. Does? Okay, so what you're seeing right now is the results of a guardian culture no, versus a warrior I'm, culture. I'm not seeing that. Are you not? How many homicides? What's the homicide rate nationwide right now versus what it was when we were training people to go out and fight people's battles? I'm not seeing a culture of warrior versus guardian. What I'm seeing is overzealous versus training. People that go, you know what? I would love to go engage what appears to be a felonious criminal animal walking down the street. But you know what? I'm not going to. I'm just going to guard what's right here. And I'm not going to engage that person because you know what? I don't want to get sued or prosecuted for it. 
Here's the other thing. Think about this. I'm rolling in an M113 personnel transport in the streets of Ramadi, Iraq. And they say, all right, drop the ramp, get out there and go do your job. What's different between that and getting out of a police car on an ass shooting problem? How much difference are there? That's a good when you get out of a police guard, car, you're a little guard. more than you are a little more than dismounted infantry. Period. Hey, I'm the difference real quick. is I, I think you are just protecting been... people's constitutional liberties. That's the only difference. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah. there we I go. think it's more. Uh, I don't know. I, hold on. Think about I, it. I'm going to jump in real quick, and I think it's more Please of, do. A, I've been of to... the play on words. <laughs> I think I've been it's there, more dude. of the play on words. I've been there All too right. many times. And so it's one of those things. It's one of those things where it's right now. I get where Martisa's head is is kind of at, but I obviously fully understand what Brian is saying. The lady, what's her name, Sue Roar? Yeah, and Brian I have a Sue real Roar. freaking heartache okay. with her because she is so, literally Sue Roar, responsible right, Marquise, you, for out yeah, for so the Sue outlawing Roar, gotta, of warrior um, training. Sue, so Sue Roar is taking these two terms, Marquise. All right, and pinning them against each other. Essentially, that's what she's doing. Now, we can understand that, obviously, in the warrior world, guardians aren't necessarily bad. I mean, hell, my, my company name is Guardian Concepts. I train guardians, but I still train them with a warrior mindset. Sue Roar is not using it to that effect. Okay, okay so what's she's a warrior mindset? To that she, just what we've already talked about. Okay, the ability to go out there and fight the fight if need be. Which is what a guardian would do. They will fight a fight if need be. Yes. There you go. But she is not she is not doing it that way. This is what he's saying. She is not doing it that way. She is using guardier guard the guardian name. So we don't want to train them as warriors anymore. We want to train them as guardians. Because she in her head, what Sue Roar was pushing is that is a kinder, gentler person. So I, William Nunez, I disagree with Brian. More cops would go through years not using training and get antsy for action. Let me tell you what. The most highly trained officers I've ever met, that I've ever met, I'm not antsy for shootings action. they've been in. Yeah. They're not looking for it. They're not. Right. Because they can let a situation digress to an absolute shit show before they have to go to the gun. When you go to... Yeah when it comes to combatives training or custody and control training, you get a guy that ends up on a, on a traffic stop like uh, this, what's her name that shot the dude Kim. that goes, yeah, Kim Potter, don't tense up on me, bro. Don't be tensing up. That plants a dude's face in the pavement because he's a warrior and he knows that's getting ready to go real bad. That brings enough force to the fight before the opportunity for the bad apple to pop out but here's the problem brian with a y nowadays with body cameras and the legal the lawsuit happy society that we're in Mm -hmm. nowadays is if you body slam a guy on camera who hasn't yet really done anything then you're getting sued either way they had enough reason to pull him out of a car you're damned if you do you're damned if you don't Exactly. You know what I, I mean, so, 
So what we've done is we've created a society of police officers that just won't engage unless they yes. absolutely have to. I agree in with that, that deal. In that, that's why I retired. That's why I retired because I'm one of those old school cops that I got no problems doing what I got to do to keep me and my partner safe or the suspect safe. But right. nowadays, with body cameras and everything's being video, you know, everything's being recorded nowadays. You got. Officers, this this young generation, this newer generation, who are hesitant to do what they have to do because they've never been trained. That, well, hey, this it's is because a they're battle. Afraid of, do you want to be? Do you want to be the guy who is responsible for burning your city down? Do you want to be the guy responsible because your neighborhood just got burnt to the ground and looted? No, yeah. you don't want to be that guy. Do you want to be the guy who's on CNN, who's being? Now you got death threats. Now you got to move. Now you got to quit. Now you're going to look at it getting fired. Here's you know, the thing you don't I want to be that with guy. Kim Potter. Here's the Kim Potter scenario. Why did they get him out of the car? <laughs> Mike Brown. Mike Brown. Why, why, did, why did they get him out of the car? Because he had a warrant for his arrest. Thank you. So he was already arrestable. And now he's tensed up. So why is he not on the pavement? Because that so, guy wasn't that guy. Because they're hesitant. There you go. Because they don't want to get sued. They don't want to get fired. They don't want to get investigated. I've been sued 85 fucking times. I don't give a fuck. Sue me. I'm going to win. I never lost one of them. I never lost one. Right. But the but point being, but nowadays, we had an arrest warrant. Why are we handling him with kid gloves? Because we've been taught to be guardians and not warriors. No, it's we've been that taught cop that that's bad. bad. That's because that cop made a bad decision because, like Mike said, dude has a history. He's not a fresh cop. He is a cop who has trained for years. He is a cop who's been in different departments. He was scared. He was a warrior. And guess what? His ass still got his ass handed to him. What about the three cops who, quote unquote, couldn't stop Blake? I bet they was trained to be warriors. And guess what they still couldn't do? They got their ass handed to them by one man. It ain't about the warrior culture. It's about the individual knowing how to do their fucking job. How do you think that comes about? If the individual knows how to do their fucking job, you can call me a warrior, a guardian, the Easter Bunny, Santa Claus, or goddamn (laughs) Victoria's Secret. If I know how to do my job, the title doesn't mean shit. But you got a job of what? Training, right? Dude, if you're not doing DT trainings with aggressive people teaching you how to deal with aggressive people, it don't matter what fucking title I give you. Your training can be called the Care Bear Stare of Love. But guess what? If your ass ain't training to deal with the street, that ain't got nothing to do with warrior or guardian. Your training sucks because your DT skills are lackluster, which is why a lot of these cops now, whether you're a guardian or a warrior, what's the first thing that to come out? I ain't got these hands, but I got this gun. That's, I ain't got that goes, these hands, but I got this Hey, Marquis, that goes back to my point that I told a couple of uh, higher-ups, and they was asking, like, how can they combat the officer-involved shootings and the hostility and the aggression Teach and stuff. Teach him to shoot. I told them, no. I said, no, I told them, I said, my suggestion is every officer, once they come out the academy, should have to spend two years in a penal institute. Yes, yes. 
That's that's my suggestion. And the reason why, uh, uh, Brian, uh, Brian, hold on, Brian, with that why, I'm I'm gonna tell you why. If you ever have you ever worked at a penal institution? I have. Brian, have you ever worked at a penal institution? No. Okay. Inside of a penal institution, you don't have guns. Those that have guns are on catwalks and in towers. And Inside a penal institution, I'm six one. I'm two hundred and eighty pounds. At the at the height of my career, I was eating three fifteen for for breakfast. I was a little guy in there. These guys are curling four oh five. Okay. Benching real. I, I I look like a little guy. When you go inside of a penal institution, you have to use the biggest muscle on your body. And your biggest tool that you have. So when you go on a deck, and <laughs> we did it different. And it's one of you, and it's fifty of them. You have to, uh, uh, you have to approach the situation in a mindset as to how do I direct this band. And once you get that band moving and get people on the same accord, you're able to do your job. It mm. allows you to develop communication skills, yes, de-escalation skills, yes, person, uh, 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 personal skills, people skills. And it allows you to find out that you, if you are, if you're a dickhead, they're gonna show you a dickhead. Oh, for sure. So and it, and it allows solved. you to be able to come to a level where, as you can talk to a person and de-escalate a situation or become aggressive in a situation without reverting to your firearm. I walked those tears in the right. mid, I worked. I worked the night shift. I, I was on the deck with. I'm gonna give real quick. It was a guy up there with two thousand, two one thousand one hundred and forty years. Okay, so he's got he's nothing to live on. for. Listen. Oh no. The state, the state sent him a letter stating, "You're you are denied for your six months of good behavior." Now, what does six months care to this guy? Nothing. Nothing. What does all life care to him? All it did was aggravate the fuck out of him, and this is the tier that I was on. By me being on that tent and him being aggravated, he didn't give a shit about my life. All I am is a roadblock in his in his day. Yeah, and I had to I had to figure out a way to come to his level and to get him to understand what's going on and to calm him down from doing what he wanted to do. Yeah, I don't care what you did. You ever did? You did some heinous shit to get that that many years. I'm not here to, to, to discuss what you did, but I was able to do my job effectively. Right. Whereas when I did go to the streets, I was able to do my job even better on yes. the streets. Right now, I have more to go into, into battle with these people. Completely and it was agree. Not, I'm one of those officers that when I was on the streets, I didn't grab for my firearm. I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't I grab for my agree. firearm. I'm going to fuck me ask you up. This, this is what it is. Let me ask you this, KD. Yes, sir. How well were you trained when that time needed to happen? I knew Brian was going to go there because I was going to go there I, too. Because, you know, behind cages, I can go to the zoo and I can look at a cup, Cape Buffalo behind the glass, right? Mm -hmm. But if I got to go hunt one, I better be goddamn good and trained to do that. You're right. And if I'm really good and trained to do that, when I see them behind glass, it's not the same. But because I'm telling you, there are people out there and one of them expired about three blocks from where I live right now after being shot 17 times you know what the you know what he he was probably facing a sentence somewhere in the neighborhood of life and or execution he shot three of my friends three you know what determined the outcome of that situation was that 
there were three officers on that scene that were shooters. That were the kind of people that would have a conversation with this guy had he needed to get in a car or go to jail. That would have de-escalated that. But you know what they did? They brought business to him instead of the other way around because they were trained as warriors. Well, see, so I, when you say, they were trained. Okay, so let's look, let's, 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 let's look at your example. Oh, okay, let's de-escalate. So, so, so let's look at your example. That's all I get, good and well. I get what let's you're saying. You can't execute when the Cape Buffalo's on your ass. Right, right, right. Then you're and not let's, good. Let, you're let's, let's use your buffaloes. Let's use your buffaloes. There's the person who go to the zoo to look at buffaloes. There's a person who can go and hunt a buffalo. What about the person that can walk close enough to the buffalo and actually just kick it without trying to kill it. Yeah, those are called uh, not realistic. <laughs> those are called farmers. But 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 that's but that's not the same context, Marquis. I get I get what Brian and KD are saying because KD, I could we I we have been correctional officers before, but I'm telling you this, Brian, I agree with you a thousand percent as well as KD because. The in the, I hate using that word inmate. The offenders know that yes, you do have the gift of gab, but yeah. they also know because they've probably seen you put hands on somebody before that you are a motherfucking warrior that just yeah. has a guardian level of intellect to know when to turn that shit on. Right, and, and you, you know have, how you know when Ryan to turn that on. Is if Brian get is, trained to do it. If, if Brian is saying this, it's better to have that training and be able to turn it on when needed. Yes. Than not to have the training. Yes. When you it, it, when it's needed, you fucked over. That's correct. When don't they get the training to shoot? I, but but hold on, but but Marquis, it's, it's more so of the same thing as going into a gunfight with a six two revolver. Do you have I'm enough gun a for that with a fight? Revolver? Who but said? Saying, but, but do I you have like this. Gun? If it's the only goddamn gun fight. that's available, I would shoot a fucking revolver. Boom. But you have to be trained enough to know how to use it effectively. Well, if we're trained, if we're not training officers to be able to go and do their job effectively, they don't even have it in them. And, they don't have it in them at all. Yeah. So and if they're all going they got in them is to grab their firearm and shoot. Think about Chicago, downtown Chicago. Yes. Two officers got into a, a shooting on the subway. Because a, a, a guy walked through the middle of the yes. train. As he exited the train, the police officers tried to stop him. I'm going to find when that video. To, when they tried to stop him, they got into an altercation. It was a, male, a female and a male officer. Mm -hmm. When I put on a badge, that, when I went through the cabinet, they told us, there's no such thing as male or female, you're an officer, period. Yep. Male yep. or female. The guy was tussling with the offender. The offender yep. was not fighting back, but he was resisting. If yep. you understand what I'm saying. He was yep. resisting. They went down to the ground. Uh, OC pepper spray was deployed. A taser was deployed. The male officer lost the battle because the offender was real swiggly. Robin Judy, the Cook County State. Out of shape. The first thing that he hollered was, <laughs> shoot, shoot him. him, shoot him, shoot him. Yep. The female officer was lost. She looked a deer in headlight, didn't know what the fuck to do. She pulled up the Look at it. There you go. Right there. So go back to the beginning, Mike. Please. But before you, before you start this, uh, move forward on this matter. Hold on. Before, hold on before you get too far into this, Candy Cane Lane. What happens when your firearms out of commission? What happens when your hand-to-hand -hand training is not? Are you effective? Well, you know what? If you're trained as a warrior, 
I don't care if it's the ink pen in my shirt. I'm going to win, period. Yes, sir. But you got to have that warrior mindset. I agree with Brian. There you go. I don't have the guardian mindset of, well, I'm just going to protect me and go home tonight. I'm going to take it to your ass, period, one way or the other, right? It doesn't matter if I got a pocket knife, a handful of keys, whatever. My point, The point is Bruh. what we've done is we have handicapped our warrior class that goes out and fights our battles for us and said, we we want you to be sensitive to other people's yes. needs. That's it. And we That's want it. you to feel that their pain because their dad yes. didn't hug them when they were three. And That's we need it. you to sympathize with that when they're out here engaged in a killing spree. And I think that... Of we're going to train you to be the most effective at what we uh, what you might possibly have to do and that your one goal is if you need to bring a cape buffalo down you have the tools to do that and do it for you but we got to put context to that because i think what some people are misunderstanding is that candy cane lane you are not incorrect tanisha baron you are not incorrect uh, when you're talking about understanding the, you don't want to send out savages with badges. But I think that it was Chief uh, uh, David Brown, who is now our superintendent of police in Chicago, who said it best. Police were not meant to solve the problems of the social ills that make the police the people to call when shit goes awry. He also said that every week we come up here and we give you reporters our stats in terms of what happens. But as long as we are the only people that you are putting on the stage to account for the social ills and you don't have DCFS here, you don't have the CPO, the C, uh, CEO of Chicago Public Schools here. You don't have the other social entities that should be doing what they need to do before the police get called. As long as we are the only ones that you are calling, nothing will ever change. And this yeah, was exactly. Superintendent Brown from Dallas, Texas, when he first came to Chicago. Now he's so light-footed, he don't say none of that shit. But that's the truth. And the thing is, if you don't understand the context of what Brian and KD is talking about within that, that's because outside of the military service and outside of the real social ills and the real racists and the bad cops, you don't see the context of the good cop using that language and you're understandably biased by that fact because that word is triggering the word warrior class triggers you because you think about the negative aspects of what people have used that term for instead of the fact that the warrior with the correctional officer mindset knows how to balance all of those but will fuck you up if you try it and we know how through the gift of gab to instill the fiery fear of fuckery in your mind so that when you try, I will take this fucking pin and jab it through your motherfucking eye because I'm going to go home today because there is no such thing as a fucking fair fight. I yield. Right. So, Amen. I gotta Amen, see, brother. I got to read a comment. It says, seems, Amen, like, seems like warrior is a shy way of saying a savage with a badge. 
it ain't a shy way of saying it there, Silverhawk. Let me tell you something. Dr. Jordan Peterson, he said, you know, we tell young men that they should be gentle and they should be calm and they should be this, that, and yet they should be everything but masculine. Guess what? You should be an absolute freaking monster and you should learn how to control it. And if you're should... willing to do this job, if you want to do this job, you need to be a beast, but you should be a gentle beast. You should Thank be a you. patient beast. You should be an intelligent beast. But when it's come do time to do beastie shit, you better be ready to do beastie shit. Do as that last report. That's the long time. Answer the but question. Guess what? Do they, they teach say... you to be a beast that knows how to turn that switch on and off? In my yeah. academy, what I went through, yes. yes. Corrections yes. and police, now. yes. Now, yes. no. Yes. No. When they say, we're going to I will be the nicest beast. Listen, I'll be the nicest beast in the world. I'll be the coolest beast in the world. I'll be your best fucking friend if that's what you want. I'll be your dad. I'll be your counselor. I'll be your fucking foster fucking parent. I'll buy you Whatever. fucking groceries. Yeah, but, it, but you make me do some beastie shit. I'm ready in a fucking heartbeat to do some beastie fucking shit. Yes. That's what it's all about. Hey, Marquise, that's what you say, turn into the green man, but yet you know how to control. The airplane was not the place to turn green. You got that, see that beast inside of you, and you knew that in this bubble is not the place to turn green. But I'm and I give you that based on one thing. I learned how to turn it on and off in the Marine Corps where I'm supposed to be the warrior, not Boy. the guardian. So what the difference that? is this. Like, for example, and I've told people this multiple times, I don't, I use, the word, I don't use the word tactical. No. So I've what? never used the word tactical for any of my training. Because for me, tactical yeah. meant for me to walk inside of this fucked up country, to go into this specific town, get who I need to get, and not make a new enemy. And That's what tactical meant to me. Now, as a civilian teaching this shit, you know what tactical means to me? Painted black, charge your ass an extra two hundred dollars. Hey, that's what it means. Mar Marquise, do you own anything multicam? Is do you have anything in your 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 gear bag that's multicam? My old uniforms. Okay, that's fine. That's it. I'll give you. I'll send you some crayons. I'm just no, I'm kidding. Yeah, like, like I said, <laughs> it's a Marine Corps thing. There's crayons. They, yeah, they, no, no, I trust them. I love crayons. They're delicious, especially red. <laughs> red is the best. Hey, hey, Mike, play that video. Play that video from CBD. But, but that so was my thing see, for me. So we can is see that what these I had to understand. Like. So, and this is the way I've looked at it all the time. I give cops credit where credit is due. Like for me, one of my biggest pet peeves was shoot house training was only done with SWAT, not done with beat cops, where beat cops are the ones who are always responding to They're the guardians. Babies and sing well, no, SWAT technically is supposed to be a life-saving force. That was my biggest... Right, when I, I was I'm going to chime in real quick. I'm going to chime in. Go ahead, Jacob. I agree with Marquise. When I was doing my funding... My department's funding for training for the year. We always focused on my six-man SWAT team. But really, who is going to be the first ones there? Who's the first responders? Really, who needs that training more than anybody else? It's going to be the guys who are there first. Mm -hmm. Then let's focus on the rest of us. So the rest of us, the SWAT team, the special operations response teams, 
we have to have that training, but we're no different or no more special than the guys, the first line officers who are going to be there first. They're the ones who need that, that those negotiating skills, those uh, de-escalation skills, you know, those kind of skills. Is if they could avoid in a lot of departments. Yeah. If they would have had those skills, right. then they could avoid it calling us out in the first fucking place. Right? Amen. So. Alright, I'm going to chime in now. I've been quiet for a while. Go, John. Now, this is one of those things where this is kind of tying everything together. Alright? Going back, obviously, talking about the training and everything else. So, if I look that way, old school. 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 Old school. What Brian was talking about earlier is the new paradigm that has come out. Sue Rohr has pushed this new paradigm that started in Washington and is now pushed out to multiple other states on a national basis. Yeah. Where old school is out. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. New school is in. And that's why I'm not new there anymore. New school is kinder, gentler. I want to hold your hand. Fucking Ella French. You cannot look like yeah, you have a military yeah. mindset. Right. Yeah. You cannot look like you have a military mindset. You cannot right. act like you have a military yep. mindset. You right. can't be that way. Ella French. That's why I that is what we're just kind of tie it all together. Yep. Okay. And this is why we're at where we're at now. Yep. Yep. Ella I French. And, and, Rest in peace. And, and, and his video is showing with lack of training and and, 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 and whatever that lady name is. This is this is her way of doing things. Go ahead, Mike. Br- brilliant and summary, I'm, by the way. I'm the oldest motherfucker here. I'll guarantee you that. Back on February 28, 2020, around 4 p.m., 32-year-old Chicago police officer Melvina Bogard fired her weapon at Ariel Roman inside the Grand CTA Red Line station, hitting him in the stomach, and then fired a second shot at him as he ran up the escalator, hitting him in the leg. Ariel Roman has a bullet lodged next to his sciatic nerve. Ariel Roman has a scar from his neck to his belly. Ariel Roman's life has been changed forever. Officer Bogart and her partner were assigned to CPD's Mass Transit Union and were on the train heading northbound. You can see Ariel Roman on the train wearing a black and red backpack. The officers say they saw Roman walking from car to car in violation of a city ordinance. When they exited the train, they tried to arrest him, and surveillance video shows the officer struggling with Roman. At some point, Bogart's attorney says Roman tried to grab her taser, and she pepper sprayed him. You can then hear Bogart's partner say, shoot him. Then you can see Roman wiping his eyes before the first shot is fired. And that evidence, combined with the body camera, combined with the third-party surveillance video, demonstrated the shoot was completely unjustified, completely unreasonable, and officers need to value the sanctity of life above all else. That's effed up. How's she going to value the sanctity of life when she can't breathe? Just into the WGN News. How's she going to value the sanctity of life when she out of shape? That's what I'm talking about. Like, Regardless, that, man. That goes back to what you were saying earlier, Marquise, about being 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 that 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 that, that, that shape in shape. That uh-huh. shape Round. And having a uh, and having a, a taser over here, having this whole big old vest on, and you never trained in your vest, you never ran in your vest, you never worked out of your vest, you never worked out with with, with, with two extra mags, and got that dude. All that stuff on there. You never did it on your off time, your on time, or nothing else. And you struggle with this one guy, and you out of breath, 
and all you can say is shoot him, shoot him, shoot him. And got that dude. And got that dude. See that that, that video to show the whole thing. The man was struggling with him. He had no, no, no. What I'm saying is, the man said, "Shoot him, shoot him." Yes. And the the man told the female, and she shot him. Right. But the thing is this, and this is why I laughed because one of the things we do in some of our classes is we give specific commands, and we'll throw out a random command like "shoot him" to see who would take the shot and pull the trigger when the commands are threat. Or whistle. Hey, can so I ask we you say something? shoot him to see what happens. What really disturbs me is you see the dude going. Yep. Yeah. Ah, what the I, fuck? I, Wait a minute. Right. Yeah, I right. Know, shoot me that in the dude should have got a, that but, good but, dude should have got kicked in the chest, not shot but, there. Right. But, but, but you know what? She, shot him? she I, shot him because she had. They didn't have no kind of gas in their tank. They was both winded. Maybe. And all of that. Says Roman tried. All that violating, for God's sake. All yes, that sir. for violating a city ordinance? A city right. ordinance. A walking that's it? That's she. That's Lack of training. Lack of training. Hey, 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 pause it. Go back, go back, go back, go back, go back. Let me tell you how fucked up this is right here. Violate a city ordinance. putting the way to cuffs and telling her to shoot him. Yes. Yeah, that's he put the way to cuffs. I got it. But hold on. You see, she got the cuffs in her hand. Look at his hand. Radio, she was trying to call. Cuffs right here. Taser right here. Sprayed him. It was just a whole mess. Right, but, yeah. but, but go back. Let, let, let him play out. <coughs> You're going to see him and put she away the cuffs. Him. You can then hear Bogart's partner say, shoot him. Then you can see Roman wiping his eyes before the first shot is fired. Jesus and that evidence combined hey, with hey, the body and camera, shot combined with fucking the third partner. Okay. And she shot towards a fucking partner. Can, can I interject real quick? How much experience? I gotta address something real training? fast. How much training? This, this, uh, I think y'all got a troll. Guaranteed if psychos like that guy, Brian, and by the way, it's on the screen with a Y, pal. Uh, <laughs> would have been getting what prosecuted. happened? We wouldn't be in this situation. What happened? Say, say that again. Oh, okay, Silverhawk. Silverhawk. It's Silverhawk. Psychos Silverhawk's like that comment. guy Brian. And notice, if you're talking about me, you spelled it wrong, dumbass. Hey, would you asked for that, Silverhawk. Prosecuted. We wouldn't be in this situation. Well, pal, you know what I do every day? I go and lay it down. I don't know what the hell you do for a living. But uh, your opinion to me is pretty fucking irrelevant. Second thing is, this is a travesty. If either one of these officers would have, like, been a warrior and tried to kick this dude's ass instead of just, all right, everybody back up and shoot him because we can't take him into custody for some pissy-ass municipal city ordinance. Instead of, hey, pal, you violated the city ordinance. Come over here. Let's have a talking to and maybe we let you go with a citation and a court date. Agree. Maybe we just go, hey, pal, I don't know if you know this, but the city ordinance says you can't go from train to train. We good? Have a good day. Agree. Enjoy your train ride. Agree. Pick Agreed. your battles. But pick your battles and just let it go. Agree. It ain't that fucking what? important. How about that? A, a warrior would have known how to kick his freaking ass if that's what it required. If that's what it required. And Brian, they're not getting the fact that you put in context. They thinking you talking about going in. Hey, hey bitch, don't hold on. Right Matter of fact, hold on, Brian. You are. It sounds like chicken hawk to no, me. No, Brian, here you go. They think that you going in here, sitting here. Don't you motherfucking cross my street. 
<laughs> they think you going in here talking about some, hey, put the motherfucking so, sucker down. Do me a down. favor, instructor, Mike. Change, change Silverhawk's screen name to Chickenhawk. Yeah. Because he seems to be all-knowing. Hey, 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 that's, the, that's those people that they, 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 they go out and get these attack dogs, and then they put them in cages in the house. And somebody you know what? And, 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 and rob the whole house, and the dog's still in the fucking cage barking. Sorry, like, this Silverhawk guy is under my skin. That might oh, be probably the, what he wanted to do. No, hey, no, no, no. right. That's 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 the motherfucker when, that when you walk when they're walking their dog and someone asks a stupid ass question, does something with teeth bite? Jacob, you're next. Go ahead. Oh no, no. That, watching that video, it makes me think about this. That could be the difference between an, a young officer, an inexperienced officer, who thinks they have to enforce all the fucking rules all the fucking time, right? And maybe an experienced officer who has the knowledge and the wisdom and the experience to say, hey, man, I'm just going to let that one go. It ain't worth it. Because this shit can go sideways really fucking quick, and I'm not, it, it ain't worth a chance. It ain't worth taking a chance. Dude's gone, good. Let him go. Just let him go. Let me right? say this. Pick Silver your mouse. Mouse. Mark, that's what you get for thinking. You said what? Do young cops yes. go into the academy and come out the academy looking like that, though? Dude, they Man, I was all, Because I'm wondering, there's someone that round... I was all gassed up. I come out of the Army. I come out of Special Operations in the Army. I was all jacked up. I was all gassed up. No, I was not four, I was no. benching 425 pounds, Same and I was yeah. ready to go, you know? I was ready these to go two, save the world. These two crime. individuals but the more round, Marquee, the more experienced... Marquise, listen. Any no, place, that, any place that graduate you with a sixty-six percent, don't care if you got a sixty-six inch race either. Yeah, that's true too. So yep. just being Marquise, honest, bro. You talk about God, damn, these dude, dudes out of shape, this, that, and the other. Like Jacob was saying, <laughs> Good when, I, when I got into police work, dude, I was ten foot tall, bulletproof, fresh out of the. Yeah. I mean, you can. I'm sorry. You can see all the. the you can see the DD two fourteen resume back there, whatever, mm -hmm. right there, but. But the point being, one of my first training officers was like, just because you can arrest everybody doesn't, doesn't mean you should. should. Absolutely. I and, feel that. and let me tell you exactly. what the first life-changing ordeal you can. I'll share this with you. And here's part of the warrior culture, right? So I roll into this uh, shoplifter call. This is like 20 years ago. Roll up, I'm brand new, out by myself, and I'm going to go save the world. And I roll into this convenience store where this guy's heisting like Chef Boyardee, the little cups that you put in the microwave. You remember those, right? And I, I, you know, I'm like, hey, man, come here, turn around, cuffs go on. And so what's the deal, man? And he goes, I lost my job. I, I got to feed my family, dude. And I'm like, okay, are you? You shooting straight with me? And he goes, yeah, I live in that apartment complex over there, dude. My, Like, I got no money. I got nowhere to go. My family lives out of state. And I got, it, like, my kids are hungry. And I'm like, well, let's go over there. Show me your apartment. I open the door, and there ain't, a, like, a lick of food in the whole place. And he's got two young kids. Wife has run off with the neighbor. Like, this dude's in a jam. And I'm like... Okay, I can take him to jail for petty larceny and I can put his kids in protective custody. Or I can just, hey, hey, fellas, dude, I got a guy over here that's in a bad spot. So I go, 
dump all the stuff you took from there. And he's like, all right. And I take it back into 7-Eleven and I go, I'm going to sort this deal out. This dude's trying to feed his kids, man. They're hungry. And they go, oh, well, here, you can just send him with all this stuff. We don't want to send him to jail. I'm like, okay. So I get a, another friend of mine, and we keep this off the radar. It didn't go to, there. it wasn't on the fucking news. It is now. Nah, it's nah, not hell no. now. It's 20 freaking, <laughs> this is ancient history. Right. Get his on the news, and I go, I go, hey, man. Hey, bro. So we all kick in like a $20 bill and I take him to the local like supermarket and I'm like, turn yourself loose. And he gets done <laughs> and I transport him and all his brand new bag of groceries back to his house. And then I give him a hundred dollar bill and I said, man, best of luck. Don't steal. If you need it, it, it there's church on every freaking corner up here. And he goes, man, nobody's ever given me a chance before. And I'm like, well, that's the difference between, you know, somebody that just signed up to be a cop and enforce the law and somebody that's like, I consider myself a warrior. Hell yeah. I could have crushed that dude. Yes. But instead I went, well, here's an opportunity that I have to lift this guy up. Yes, sir. But I have all the skill sets honed to be a warrior. Doesn't mean I got to use them. Doesn't. And because I have them. It allows me the ability to not be in the situation of panic and, well, this is all I got. This is all that's in my toolbox, right? If it comes to, like, I mean, John's taking one of my classes. My whole thing is park shooting in your subconscious so you can think, right? That's kind of the premise of the whole thing, right? It's like, let me show you how to do this so that you don't have to, so that you can think through a situation without having to go into guns. And when you go to guns, it's autonomous, right? So that you can make all the good decisions leading up to that, right? Same thing with defensive tactics. Same thing with uh, law enforcement or, or whatever it is, man. It's like the more polished you are as a warrior, as a combatant, the less chance you're going to go and be combative, right? When you're dealing with the human condition. Mm-hmm. Which is why, like Jordan Peterson says, man, you shouldn't be you shouldn't be lame. You should be a monster, and you should be controlled, right? And thank you, Matt Thacker, for taking my back, and Candice, and all these people in the in the comments. That's what I was laughing at. Like, finally, that's what I was laughing at. I read that. That was funny. Hey, I've actually had an officer give me a second chance, Marquis. Regardless to what we oh tell do tell. Wait, why did you say Marquise? Well, I'm just saying Marquise. You know. I mean, because shit, you seem I like the mean one, Marquise. You seem like I, I, the biggest you, you, warrior right the, you, you're in the middle. You're right above me. Uh, I'm, I'm, just giving you, I'm, I'm not a but, warrior. I'm a but, father and I'm a husband. But I was uh, doing security. That will fuck you I, up. Thank you, warrior. Stop fucking around. This, I don't know if you knew that. This when I first when I first started doing security. Um, you know, in Chicago, they had that one hour to and one hour from. Uh, law going on and I just got off work but moms asked me to go to the grocery store so I went to the grocery store of course I didn't leave my firearm in the car went to the grocery store went to another store because they didn't have what she wanted anyway I was outside of my one hour got pulled over on my way home over in the uh over east you know it wasn't the nicest neighborhood but that's where we stayed at got pulled over and the officer asked me to hear I fire I told him everything and asked me what time I got off he took me to the house and 
he took me to the house and he asked me for all my credentials because I didn't have everything on my person like I should have. And he took the firearm and he he he, he disassembled it, gave my mother the, the, the rounds, the, uh, all of the cartridges. And he told me, he said, with a mother like this, I'm pretty sure that you're not a bad kid. You just made a bad decision. That guy right there, when I graduated from the academy in 2010, I went and presented him. After I came back up from Springfield, I went and presented him my, my first badge. And that's what changed my life as far as law enforcement goes. Because, of course, we grew up in that mindset as they're a bunch of assholes. You know what I'm saying? But I was an asshole kid, so I understand why the police was assholes. But that right there, that one officer, uh, I might go see him this weekend if he's still there. But that one officer gave me a different mindset as what he, uh, what Brian said. Just because you can arrest doesn't mean you have to arrest. Because yep, I think right. back then, if he would have arrested me, I wouldn't be sitting here talking to y'all right now. I'm going to be well, honest with you. Well, KD. KD. I'm KD. Be, oh, 2010? Ahead, 2010? Uh-huh. Damn, bro. I was 1995. How's that so, sound? 95. So here's that's something that's else. Tachi, Tachi, you got me. That's, that's after, man, wait, 2010. I've been a lieutenant for 12 years. I had 12 years as a lieutenant when you went through the academy. I was, I was oh. bad <laughs> And that was before, that was before my special ops shit in the army. That was before wow. eight or nine years in the army. Wow. Right, Y'all are some youngins. Y'all are some youngins sometimes. Here's something for all of you to ponder really quickly, right? Body cams, they're a good what? thing, right? 12 years is a They're They're a good thing, right? Are body cams a good thing for cops? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, for cops, yes. For some, right. yeah. So body cams are a good thing. We all agree on no, that body No, 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 no. I don't agree with that. I would say with context, the position of the body cam makes a I'm, huge difference. I'm, I'm okay, not we're talking nuts and bolts. Yeah, I'm talking yeah. is having a body camera on your local yes. cop a good uh, thing? Yes, yes. very cameras, much. So. Okay, cameras that saved me from a lot of lawsuits. Okay. Facts. I've been saved from a lot of lawsuits because I was a good cop doing the right thing. And you got lied on. Just like use so, of force. Right. And I was following the laws. And yes, I would get sued for dumb shit. And the camera would show. Nope, it was good, and let it go. So cool. yeah, good cops. Yeah. It's a good thing. Bad cops, probably not so much. Let's take that situation of I just caught a guy shoplifting. You couldn't even do it. You couldn't even do it by law and by policy. If you did that, once it's on that body cam, it's on the books. There you go. Let's just because say you're in context and perspective. And the new rules are: anytime you're on the event, it must be on. There you go. So what I'm saying, I don't disagree that body cams are good, are are, are bad, that they're bad or, or whatever. I don't I don't I take no that notion. Cameras. I what no I, cameras. I, I have none either, except for one, and that is it takes away the officer's discernment. Yes. It, what I mean by that is yeah, because I would have been in jail. There you go. It creates and and it creates about, doubt. And it, it causes the officers to second guess or maybe maybe just hesitate for just a second because they know what they're doing is being recorded. And that so, hesitation could 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 get them killed because I they have, know what they're doing is being recorded. I have friends that are, you know, one of my musician friends, his wife is so liberal that, like, 
I, I, but we're still friends. I still love her to death. She's an awesome person. Um, she's just Beto for Texas, and I'm like Beto for prison, whatever. I don't care. But point being, I, I brought up, we were having coffee one morning at their dinner date. You know, I stayed at their house, and we're having coffee, and she says, I'm so glad y'all got body cameras because it just it keeps the good ones good, and the bad ones, they'll get found. And I went, well, let me ask you this. You got kids? And she's like, yeah. And I said, well, if your kid was 18 years old, last year of high school, and his buddy gets in the car and says, oh, man, I got a little smoke here, you know, which was still illegal at the time in my particular area. And your kid says, hey, man, put that out. Like, we can't be rolling with you smoking, right? Smoking some weed. And he does, and he leaves a little roach in the ashtray. And 30 minutes later, I pull him over. Who's in possession of that? He is. The driver, right? Mm -hmm. Pre-body camera, I'd have been like, hey, I smell marijuana in the car. And he went, oh, yeah, there's a joint in the ashtray. It was my friend's. I'd have been like, all right, well, wind test it. Throw it up in the air. <laughs> wind oh, test it. It's just like weed, right? Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Hey, you're not high? Get out of here. Have a good night. Enjoy the rest of your adult life. Now, I'm recording that. Guess what that would be? You got to go to jail. Destruction huh? of true. evidence, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. So now I got to go. All right, man. Well, possession's nine-tenths of the law, so uh, you're in That's possession of that marijuana. You're getting the ticket for it. Right, right. Which follows him the rest of his adult life. Yeah. All because he didn't pass it. All because he didn't pitch it out the window before the cops stopped him for a taillight. Hey, Mike, what they comment that they just put up there? They said, what? We That's legal cool. here. No, yeah, no, no. And it's finally like... It, you can't call it, somebody... Oh... Can't call some, can't call a suspect a bioch. <laughs> hey, you hey, can, you're just hey, gonna get hey, some hey, paperwork hey, for yeah. it. Hey, you can. I've done it. I, my, my body cam was kind of yeah. You know, in the heat, in the heat of the moment, depending on what the situation is, we do lose professionalism, and you say what you need to say to get the job done. Facts. That's I have done, done it. And, I've and done you that. know you're gonna get some paper afterwards. Yeah, I, 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 I didn't care. Move on with life. I knew it. But it was either say what I needed to say to get you to comply with what I need you to do or put my hands on you. And that was going to definitely come with some paper. And right. We so didn't, we didn't have body cameras back in Nam, right. though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Man, but I bet you had some gray, gray, or red crayons, though, didn't you? Who no. said that? Red <laughs> and green, baby. Perfect. Just mix them together. Mix brown sometimes. Just... So, Instructor Mike, I can't believe that two of us here attended the world's largest gathering of firearms industry and you have not asked us anything about the 30 super carry or any of the new items coming out <laughs> i gotta talk about shot show we gonna have to make another show doing that because we had three hours and i got a class to teach in the morning Ain't nobody care that was a good that was a good think about it we wasn't about to do it today we were not <laughs> kd I, I called me and he was like you doing your show i was like Oh, shit. And then, yeah, let's do it. I'm glad we did that, though. <laughs> the, the funny thing is the comments, man. I went from, like, zero to hero. Just the same people are like, oh, yeah, he's all right now. You know what? I Silverhawk was on another agenda, so I had to put him in timeout. 
Then after him coming out of timeout, he still was on the same thing. So that's why you don't see Silverhawk anymore. Yeah, that's all right. He got my blood pressure up, and I yeah. usually don't do that. Hey, but. And, and, and that's just like what people do. They sit at home, and they look at 257, 90, 32, and they make these uh, dumbass uh, thoughts in their head as to what happened, not really knowing the truth of the matter. And that's we had right. other hey. people in the comments providing disagreeing, opi disagreeing right. opinions is not the issue. It's that constant yeah. triggering stuff now. Well, Ignorant that's opinions. okay, man. Silverhawk, Where's... I'll make sure your wife's home on time. Okay? Hello! <laughs> <laughs> giggity, giggity, goo. Oh. <laughs> I, stopped, I stopped to the mm. shoulder. Oh, shit. All the way up to the shoulder. There we go. All right. We can have... so, so what's we up? Can have... what's... Oh, go ahead, Jacob. We can have six instructors all disagree, but agree to disagree you know based on our own private personal experience or our own personal context or our own training we can agree to disagree but we're still friends hell yeah we still, we still agree that okay hey you know there's different sides to every opinion and i i just think that's a great thing that's what i love about you know some of the stuff that we do go ahead is that we may disagree but we still yeah, go ahead. Well, and that's because, again, we're old school, you know what I mean, where we grew up in times where we could, you know, disagree and it's okay. Like, it's not it's okay. the end of the world. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to go in the corner and suck my thumb like a snowflake because yeah. you don't have the same opinion as me. Right. Right. Remember, my... that's not what your country can do for you, but whether or not you should cross the street when a chicken crosses the road. <laughs> oh, and, and thanks, Matt Thacker. That's some good positive input. I appreciate that. And 21 foot ain't a rule. Free ain't free. How about that? And three, three, three. 20, 21 <laughs> foot was never a rule. I'm a, I'm been no. trying to get that dude on my podcast for a Brian, minute. And that a goes back to hey Brian. That goes that goes back to our clashes last year. That goes back to way 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 back on these shows, early shows. 21 foot ain't a rule, and free ain't free. Yeah. Right. I went, and I went and like I said, just remember. Thank you, Candy Cane. Burden the hand causes ships to sink. Hey. <laughs> what? Guns, don't, gun, guns don't kill people. Husbands that come home early do. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> hey, and here go Kiwan, no face mace. Here we go. Kiwan said, yeah, here we go with the gray hair talk. Oh, oh my God! Hey, 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 this is like 40 years ago. Dennis, it was Dennis Tuller, the Tuller rule, right? 21 yeah. foot. Yeah, A friend of mine was in an armorer's class for Glock. Now, Dennis no longer works for Glock, but he's like, I'll be your uh, armorer for the day, and we're going to go over the, you know, different frame sizes, blah, blah, blah. My name's Dennis Tuller. And he goes, as in the Tuller rule? And he's like, can I see you after the break, please? <laughs> so... They go out in the hall and he's like, look, mofo, it was never a rule. I don't know where it became a rule. All I did was just say, hey, man, 
if a guy with a knife is inside of 21 feet, chances are you ain't going to be able to pull your gun and shoot him right. in time to stop right. it. Yep. Yep. And he goes, and somewhere some attorney made it a rule. And for the last right. 40 years, I've been trying to say, it's my name, but it ain't a rule. Right. It's just a suggestion. Like, it's right. just a yep. data point. So just to learn, learn an yeah. idea. Learn your reactionary gap. That's all it's yeah. about. What is your what is your reactionary gap? Right. Yeah, and down to earth can remember forty years ago. Well, I'm forty two. I I do remember forty years ago because I bear a scar. You're only forty years ago. Uh, from a You're only model twenty nine Smith and Wesson. Thank you, Dad. Yeah, I'm forty. But uh, forty two. Yeah. I'm sorry, Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember forty. I can't and remember if a forty. Tree falls yeah. in the forest. You should look both ways before crossing the street. <laughs> That's how I know Marquise is tagged. God dog here's, it. Here's my here's my best piece of advice ever. When you pass 40. the Grand Lux in the Venetian, just go there because you'll walk for twenty minutes, piss off John's wife, and then end up back there for lunch anyway. Damn. Wow. That sounds like some shot show 2020 advice. Oh, man, we were Back lost. Happy birthday, Matt. We were lost like last year's Easter eggs, dude. Happy, uh, happy oh, birthday, Matt. Did I tell you guys? So, you know, I patrol for, with the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service right yeah. now. U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. Caught a guy hunting with a 12-gauge shotgun, but he had 20-gauge shotgun shells. Oh, boy. I told you all about that. No. Probably didn't go for poof. <laughs> 12 gauge shotgun, yeah, 20 gauge shells. Yeah. Mm, no so warning. pay attention. Pay attention on that. Well, at least he isn't going to blow it up. Yeah. Hey, Brian, nope. Shell's calling you out. Yeah. Oh, what? Yeah, Shell. So I'll tell the story briefly. Yeah. So me and my brother, John, uh, and his <laughs> lovely bride, Michelle. We we'd been we'd been like bouncing off each other all week, and I'm like, man, I'm sorry, I got a lunch, I got dinner with these dudes, we're gonna do it. <clears throat> so it finally comes down, I'm like, let's get together on this date, and we're gonna do lunch. I got no other appointments, and nothing's come up. Da 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 da. Let's go sit down and have a good lunch. So we meet right by the Grand Lux, which is right off the casino floor, and I'm like, dude, I'm pretty sure there's more eateries this way. And we make a gigantic ass circle, which I, I'm still, we were lost in a vortex of jewelry boutiques. Cause I'm like, I swear there was food this way. And the next thing you know, we're like right back at the grand Lux, And I go, fuck it. Y'all got a problem meeting here? Nope. All right, let's go. And uh, we are do when we left, we were hungry. Oh my God. Michelle looked at me like, are you fucking serious right now? Are you serious? Like, and I'm like, Dude, I thought they were that way, and we went this way, and the next thing you know, there was no food. There was no food. And then we, we got right back to the Grand Lux. We had a decent lunch there and had some good times, and I got to hear about how many thousands of pens that the lovely Michelle had collected. Um, so it, it was still a good a good trip, but bottom line is don't pass on chow when you don't know where the next piece of chow is, right? Facts. Okay. Right. Hey, 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 yeah. How about how about next week, y'all give us some insight on the new things that's coming out? Shot show, yeah. We can make Shot this. Show. Yeah, yeah. Can do that. I don't know if I'm gonna be around next week. Maybe. I can do that. Okay. Okay. So. Hey, Mike. More pictures. Mike I'll put Mike. it this way. 
John saw more than I did because I had to go like grease palms and hug babies and pass out stickers for people. So, facts. I probably I walked, got all the cool I walked stuff. Every, I would say I walked every booth. Yes, you bold dude. Sometimes you got to kiss. Hey, sixty-eight, days, eight, days, 68 man, miles. You know? Sixty-eight miles is what my step counter said to my fucking Saturday when we left. Oh sixty-eight miles. Yeah, is what we walked the entire time in Vegas. We got out there wow. Sunday. Left Saturday, 68 miles. Yep. And just yeah. remember, sometimes you got to kiss hands and shake babies. That's it. Jacob. Yeah, sometimes you got to kiss true. mamas and hug babies. Oh, do that. Jacob, go ahead. Do I was going to say, Mike, maybe somebody, either you or you, Marquise, or you, Brian with a Y, could show me how to do some high tech video shit with a good computer and a microphone yeah. and all them them high-tech headphones and shit so i ain't sit out here in my truck with my truck running freezing my fucking ass off you made me drive down there and do it. my bad oh some kind of <laughs> i'm down what he's close to cairo like, he like on the border of he's, like he's I like right by is he's by right paducah by dude Hey, he's down by like Shawnee National Forest. Bro. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Yes. That's me. Yeah. That's me, motherfucker. You got a problem with that? <laughs> no, no problem. <laughs> Jacob, if you want video help, I'm not your guy, man. I'm a public school educated kid from the suburbs, dude. I, no. It's lucky that I'm able to like tie my shoes, okay? Yeah. You got the microphone. You got the he fancy headphones. Yeah. I am literally sitting in my truck, freezing my fucking balls off. Well, we don't want that to happen. And I need I need Marquise or Mike or somebody to like send me. You gonna make me send take me a... some shit, man? Yeah, I need some help. Well, that's Brian's got that stuff. Road trip. What's right now? Oh, that's nice. That's nice, Brian. Yeah. What's Brian's the got that stuff. Though? That's the road master, man. I'm too old for this shit, man. It's I'm like road trip. Brian's <laughs> got that stuff because of his podcast. Yeah. Brian's got that stuff because of his podcast. He has the off-duty, on-duty podcast. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Which which works good for Facebook Live too, so you know, yeah, the whole hey. mic and all that stuff. I got a couple of them, but hey, hey Jacob, if it's, if it's any consolation, it was negative seven degrees when I went to the gym this morning. Oh. Amen, brother. Um, good job. Negative That's nine good. by me. Were you at the gym at four at four thirty this morning? Me? No, no. Okay. I was deer hunting. So I was imagine going to the gym. I was deer hunting. To go work out. That shit well, was I was, not warm. It was negative nine when I had to take out the dogs. I was sitting oh, in a tree. Why they pissed and shit. Okay, well, whatever. I, I was sitting life. in a fucking tree. Whatever. John, John's, been, John's been on me to come up there and put a class on. And I finally, mm -hmm. I got a website getting ready to launch that'll have like a training link. So if John says, hey, come up here, there'll be like a link you can sign up on and all that stuff. But the more you say minus in temperatures, the less like motivated I am to do that. So you'll be you'll be a summertime guest, bro. Oh, dude, yeah. If it is below about fifty, like gunfire and training is not. Oh, my there's <laughs> there's six <laughs> months of the year <laughs> gone. Six yeah. months of the year right. is gone for Chicago. Eight I'm months of the year. What you talking about? Eight after months. I, you gonna add rain too? After I got out of the army, I said, "Man, if I ever get cold, wet, tired, or hungry again, it's my own damn fault." Hey, Mike, where's Key at tonight? 
Where's the instructor, Key? Key's in the comments. He had something wrong with his Wi-Fi. I think it was like... Yeah, he has um, the Obama internet. Hey oh, yeah. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Tell Key I said hi. All right. I wonder if Key... I just wonder if Key got what I mailed him. I sent him something this week, and I wonder if he got it. That's all. Was it a beer? Key is part of the new generation where he can't figure out his internet or how to grow a beer. Facts. Right. Oh. <laughs> because technically, if you look on the internet, you can figure out how to grow a beer. Oh, it's you can, true. You can, you can get one painted on. <laughs> oh, and I'll sure. let y'all know. A uh, lace front of the beer front, huh? Just, uh, <laughs> just for your own personal entertainment, that if you do happen to contract the COVID, uh, the Omicron, I have literally had hangovers that were worse. <laughs> wow. Just saying. Well, just for your own knowledge, like I've had hangovers that were way worse than this. Wait, are you talking? Um, are you talking about the sub variant of Omicron? Kiwan says it's all blocked. It's blocked. Yeah, instructor I, I, Key said he didn't get it. He's what? he's been checking every day, so he's he's gonna. That was a week. I seen my shit a week. Hey, 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 Key, you gotta get you a sign to say sit here. Ho. Oh. That's it. No wait, it wasn't a week. That was Saturday. I said him that Saturday. Hey, that's because they take their time to deliver mail to the hairless. So how long? <laughs> oh God. For me, Saturday. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, still. That's how far away I am from you guys. It's what? still wow. it's five fucking days later, and I still ain't got the mail to it. All right. I just realized I'm the only <laughs> It's on the way, Keith. <laughs> I feel bad. I feel so bad. Oh, bad. Oh, no, no, no. Hey, Brian, you still on the, you still on the um, job, though. Yeah, you're hey, different. Marquis, well, actually, actually that, I'm right? on mandatory off time now because I got one of them positive COVID tests so I was like crap. Right. But so you having a clean shaven face makes sense because you're still on the job. Well yeah. Me don't realize hey, that. You see that right? I'm a, so I can have a senior citizen <laughs> discount but it still don't stop your face from not growing hair. <laughs> I'm just saying. Y'all are something I'm, else. I'm John what and is one of his dogs Poop on the side of your face. What is this show? Hey, before he comes to see me, his balls got to drop first, man. Oh! What is? What has this show become? Every time John invites me on here, I'm like, okay. What has this show become? Oh my god. Okay, I'll do it again. So let me make sure I understand this correctly. So your internet and your facial hair don't work. Damn. Like, how does that happen? <laughs> hey, because you still have the puberty. Like, and the mail don't work. And the mail don't work. Damn. I mailed him some shit a week ago. He still ain't got it. So even the mail don't fucking work over there. Oh, Damn, my God. Horrible. It's okay, Key. We still love you. Facts, <laughs> yes. Whenever I we need someone to walk inside the school to go check and see if there's an active shooter, you know you can go in there without being asked, are you a student here or not? <laughs> I can't. I know you're not talking about hair on top of my head. You must be talking about Marquise, because... Uh... Hey, you can have all the hair you want on top of your head, but like I said, when I need your fresh-faced ass to go inside the school to make sure there ain't no active threat, you can just listen to me. <laughs> oh, he's a student. Let him go. <clears throat> oh, my God. All right, we're going to cut out, y'all. We're going to cut out. <laughs> all right. Thanks for having me on. Let me rant for a little bit. Always, yeah. sir. You're yeah. always welcome. Always you welcome. You talk way too fucking much, Brian with a Y. You talk too much. Hey, man, nobody's ever accused me. 
it, you ever seen the movie The Unforgiven? When that you need to learn. Dude, when that one on dude learn. is just pistol after pistol, and they go, "Why are you carrying all them guns? You only got one arm." And the guy says, "Well, I ain't gonna die for lack of shooting back." That's kind of that how guy. I look at talking, right? I love it. I love it. I ain't going love down you without expressing my opinion. Yes, I love you guys. Yes. Come back so next Wednesday. Trigger with Instructor Mike and friends. I hope y'all have a wonderful time. <laughs> we are out. You guys be safe. Thank you all for you all in the comments. Come back next Wednesday. See ya. Oh, Stay safe. Stay safe. Oh. <laughs> and we are done. Oh, guys, that was great. Yeah, I'm going to bed. I got to be up early. So Me too. We cut it out. I'll let y'all next Wednesday, man. Y'all we'll be do. safe. Y'all be safe. <laughs> All right, John. Shot show Later. next next uh Wednesday, right? Yeah, with pictures. Yeah. All right. See you guys. Uh, I gotta send them to Mike. Yeah, yeah facts. I'll put them up. I'll put them up. All right. All right. All right. See you. See you, Jacob. See you, man. All be right, careful. So you too. All Stay right, Marquise. Safe. See you on the range. Yeah. <laughs> Bye, Katie. You gonna call me in the morning. <laughs> Mm. Oh, fuck, bro.